working on Labor Day and not even just working, ready to go back to school. Hello, everybody. Time once again for Mo Facts with Adam Curry for September 5th, 2022. And I am coming to you from the heart of the Texas Hill Country. And we're getting ready to spin the wheel of topics from here to Northern Virginia. Please say hello to my friend on the other end, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mo Facts. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. I had a completely different opening for some reason. I just let it go. <laughs> like, it sounded good to me. Long COVID, man. That's what's going on. Mo, it's been <laughs> long COVID. It, speaking of, it's been too long. You know, partially my fault. You know, again, stuff. Partially got in the way. my fault. Other obligations. We got. You know, uh, I'll take my share of the blame as well. But I just want to be honest with people. I've been securing found, foundational income due to the transition. And now that's over. So thank you for bearing with me, Facts family. And thank you for bearing with me, uh, Adam. Yes. <laughs> so, but that had to be secured. If not, my my attention would have been diverted. And that's not good for the show or non-show life. And we always say, you know, no matter what's going on, it's like, hey, the, the show has to be top quality. We'd ra- rather wait than just not have it be top quality. Th- there's not a, the quality is not an option. That, and that's the main thing. And that goes in the not rushing you to fit inside of a time window. You've had, you know, things you have to do. And like I said, just securing that uh, foundational income. So we don't have to lean on the facts family as hard because we know everybody's going through it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting really interesting out there in general. Since we last very spoke, much so. uh, I think uh, the price of gas has gone up uh, 20 cents and come down 20 cents. It's uh, like a roller coaster. <laughs> exactly. So, and but we had some happenings going on. So, I would like to give you a biscuit, sir. Oh, for oh, your uh, for oh. your belated birthday. Oh, well, thank you very much. They always give me a biscuit on my birthday. Yes, yes. Thank you. All right. So, I guess now that we've got good with the facts, family, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, we, and we handed out the biscuits, why don't we go spin that wheel of topics? What do you say? Let's do it. Round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. But of course, Mo Fax knows because he's put together, looks like another 40 clips for us. The topic for today's Mo Fax with Adam Curry is... Pizza potluck. <laughs> Yay! Potluck, potluck. Oh, I know what that means. Haven't had one in a long time, like maybe wait, wait, wait. six months or so. It's only appropriate. We're working on Labor Day while everybody is off, so we got to have a potluck. Yes, um, right. yes, exactly. That's that's what you do on Labor Day. You bring the potluck, you bring all the goodness to the party. Exactly. So with that said, we got to talk about the big raid in Florida. The big raid in Florida, the R-A-I-D, the big raid, that one? Yes. Number two. Good evening and welcome here on this Friday. I'm Mark Wilson. And I'm Allie Corey. Thanks for being with us. First at 10, Russian collusion in our own backyard. A federal indictment says Russia wanted to cause political turmoil in the U.S. and found a willing partner in a group based in St. Pete. The indictment describes a conspiracy of propaganda, misinformation campaigns, and direct meddling in local elections that began years ago. The indictment doesn't identify the local group by name, but all evidence points to 
to St. Pete's Uhuru House. And today, the Uhuru all but confirmed it. Fox 13's Haley Hines is here tonight with more for us. Haley. Haley, ah. the indictment says that for more than seven years, Russia targeted the United States to carry out this influence campaign. It says they recruited three political groups, one believed to be Uhuru in St. Pete. They helped fund the group's political campaigns and flew its leader to Russia to form a partnership aimed at sowing discord and mistrust here in the U.S. Despite the indictment, Uhuru leaders are by no means hiding their ties with Russia. Okay, Mo. Uh, clearly, yes. this is not uh, uh, 45 Savages raid. This is something else. Did this <laughs> literally take place at the same time? And this is the first I'm hearing of it? Two weeks before, prior. The, so still the first I'm hearing of it. And Uhuru, all I can think of is Lieutenant Uhuru. Uh, are you talking about the African leader? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the lady on Star Trek. Oh, is it, was that her name? Yeah, I'm Uhuru. not a Trekkie. Don't care, don't care. <laughs> well, I grew up with Uhuru. She just passed away like a couple, like a month ago or so. Well, hold on now. Uh-oh. I mean, like, what? What? <laughs> that, that might have been a total different show if I knew that. I'm sorry, I'm not a Trekkie. But yeah. no, we have to talk about this raid in Florida. I didn't know anything uh, about it. This is nuts. Yes. Okay. So the Uhuru uh, is this longstanding African group, uh, African Socialist Party, I think they're associated with, and they were nabbed or, you know, at least raided over the involvement with uh, Russian nationals. Wow. This is... And, 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 this is go crazy. ahead. No, I had heard nothing of this. How did you and, hear about it? I was searching up Florida Raid. <laughs> That's how you found no agenda, too. I, exactly. You, you, have, you have some mad search skills, Mo. You mad skills. You score big when you go looking. Man, so I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And I fell down that rabbit hole. Huh. But it made me think back to the prior discussion that we've had across maybe the life of this podcast about Russian involvement with black with quote black, unquote yeah. liberation yeah. or yeah. Uh, civil rights groups. So or, or the slaves early on in the, uh, the, the, yeah, the, free, uh, the well, free sharecroppers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it goes back that far. So I was like, here, here we are. I mm-hmm. mean, and another standing <laughs> quote of the show is it starts with us. Yeah, so no I think people need to pay attention of, of how this plays out because I think it's a blueprint um, for what we saw <laughs> uh, Joe Biden lay out in his uh, yeah right in that speech. So I just I, I thought it, it was uh, very All right, let's, yeah. Let's dive in. I want to know more. What's going on? So now people? we have to go back a little bit to show seventy four silly mode, and this is talking about Russia has always targeted Black Americans. One Russia has for a long time been trying to infiltrate our this this wonderful democracy republic that we have here in the United States of America. And since they started doing that, the, their entry point has always been the source of greatest value. Meaning Baldwin said the black American, if the black American ever woke up to this, the Negro must understand that we are the 
greatest threat to this democracy from this standpoint, that how we go is how this country goes. And we don't recognize the power of that. Right. And what that means is that we from the inside and I'm not saying, you know, that this can happen or this should happen or what have you. But based on how we're treated determines the future of this country, our reaction to it. Mm. The Russians have always understood that. So they've tried to come in. They've had various uh, attempts during the first great uh, migration in the 20s and 30s. They came in with the Communist Party um, and they played a significant role in defending civil rights Mm. for African-Americans. Right. A. Philip Randolph probably single handedly was one of the most instrumental. He actually planned the March on Washington. He, Bayard Rustin and other like Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have happened without him. Mm -hmm. But also in labor. He, he changed the paradigm and he yeah. was working similarly to Martin Luther King with the president and, and, and desegregating a lot of our workforce. But the Russians also had a hand in that, right? Huh. <laughs> so I have a question to ask you. Do you think or what is your take on her take of us being, when I say us, quote unquote, black people, so called black people, no, as being a very, influential or I I forget the word she used, but basically this is the largest point of conflict for America. If somehow we could basically be radicalized or because of the influence that black America has on the rest of America through culture. You mean like that? Right. And uh, yeah. So I just wanted to get your, do you think that's she's overreaching it? I mean, I'm just curious because I'll tell you where I stand. So you don't have to go step out in the blind. I think if you look what happened at 2020 with George Floyd, mm-hmm. yeah, BLM how that riots. Influ- mm-hmm. one person dying influenced mm-hmm. the whole world. Mm-hmm. If somehow the Russians could Har- harness, muster harness that, influ- that, harness that power. power. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Mm. Well, to some I, degree I they did, uh, Mo. To some degree, this was organized by Marxists. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's really had time to, to sit still and think about that. But unfortunately, it seems to be more a problem of fascism where you have corporate America really funded that. That's, that's where all the money came from. It, you know, there were some you know, big talkers, but it was Nike mm-hmm. and McDonald's and um, uh, you know, it, it was big corporations who were, who were sending money to very vague nonprofits who mainly were, you know, their job was to get people out of jail without bail. Uh, so that's pressure from above, pressure from below, because we, we've talked about correct, it before. And, and I think the last show or maybe two shows ago, how the powers that be fund both sides. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> uh, you know, exactly. Could- exactly. But that's kind of the point. It's like if, if someone has to fund it, if it was coming, if it was the way I saw it with with uh, with the Floyd riots and the Black Lives Matter, Inc., that mm-hmm. was corporate America. And that's, you know, now you're down in the ESG rabbit hole. You know, so why are they doing it? What is their incentive? And it's it's really, it, it's, not, it's not even ideologically driven. It's just profit driven. And the Russians, I think Yuri Bizanov, I think if I pronounced that correct. Yeah, you're, good old says, Yuri. Oh, <laughs> he said, if we, uh, we just started this in the 1950s, it won't take Well, long. the thing is, is just... Just keep people fighting. It doesn't yeah. matter who wins. They yeah. just need to keep the stirring, what they call, quote unquote, stirring the pot. Mm-hmm. And this is a great way to stir the pot. And so now we have, she's, this is Karen Hunter, and she's having a discussion with Drew uh, McCaskill, 
And he's going to bring it up to the 2020 election in this next throwback clip from 74. Tell me about the uh, 2016 election and the Russians and what you know, Drew. So what the what made me like the hairs on my neck stand up when when I saw, you know, when I saw some of the things that you were going to talk about today is because what we what what happened in 2016 is that um, and all of the intelligence bureaus have said this right, even though the administration continues to just sort of like ignore it. Um, but all of the intelligence bureaus said that Russia was very specific about engaging and trying and engaging and infiltrating black social media circles. So they um, they were very clear on hmm. the on trying to create divides within the African American community in the twenty in the two thousand and sixteen election by creating things like anti Hillary memes in um in in Bernie um, in Bernie circles, anti-Bernie mm-hmm. memes, in in Hillary circles, and also they were they spent the majority of their of their capital on trying to influence African Americans in social and digital spaces. Mm, okay, that that's that would make sense. That's where you want to do it, right? And this is how Ados got accused of being Russian bots. Oh, of course, <laughs> because they are Russian bots and not ADOS, but the black Twitter is Russian bots and they all know it. Right. And so you have this group actually pushing the mean or alleged to let me be very clear that are alleged by the FBI that are pushing misinformation, disinformation through uh, backing from Russians. And they're open about it as we get deep. I mean, they don't make, and when you go to their website, they're very pro Russia. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, so, that's okay. I mean, what I'm trying to figure out is, you know, mm-hmm. they got raided, but it what it was raided because of a connection to some Russian that, that the cops were looking for. Right. Right. So I guess we can go ahead now and jump into uh, number five. And that may answer some of the questions that you have. My name is Alexander Ivanov from Moscow. In March 2022, Uhuru leaders held online discussions with the president of the Moscow-based anti-globalization movement of Russia. With help from a translator, the FBI says he spread Russian propaganda. Western propaganda is lying uh, when they say that uh, Russia has invaded uh, Ukraine. This week, that man was indicted by a federal grand jury in Tampa with conspiring to use a number of U.S. citizens as agents of Russia. The facts and circumstances surrounding this indictment are some of the most egregious and blatant violations we've seen by the Russian government in order to destabilize and undermine trust in American democracy. The FBI alleges what? from December 2014 through March of this year, Alexander Ayanov was actively working to sow discord, spread Russian propaganda, and interfere with elections in the U.S. and around the world. Well, this is kind of interesting now. This is a bit of a twist. It, it, <laughs> it, it does answer it because what the guy is saying is at least, you know, their very um, superficial account is, hey, you know, this thing in in Ukraine isn't exactly what you're being told it is. And, of course, that's why they'd have to go after a guy like this because, oh, that's disinformation. 
Right, and what he reminds me of, but not maybe not to the scale of you watch Homeland, right? No, no, I I'm sorry, I, I you just watch Home Man Homeland. That's like Mr. Robot gave us some clues of what the future supposed to bring. I know. I, Homeland, I know. It's some it's some interesting Listen, stuff. I had in to there. do The Wire, then I had to do Man in the High Castle. It's just not oh, enough hours yeah, I, in the day. I know, I know. So I know you catch you play catch up, but <laughs> if there was a character in Homeland that was basically playing this role of it's really just funding and giving people platforms and I'm letting people know just as simple as hopping on zoom meetings with certain people Mm -hmm. and taking funding from certain people can get you in this trick bag. Um, Oh, oh, of course. But what I'm trying to understand here was what was the goal of, of involving Uhuru was that was the goal of this, to have Uhuru spread that, spread that uh, their disinformation to Black America is, was that the idea? I'm just trying to understand. I think the it's to amplify. Okay, just to I use think it's to the amplify. Amp- right. I mean, I think the Uhuru were doing this anyway. Well, why don't they send? But me the Russia came they in. Let me amplify it. Let should, me give you. They just send me a check. I'll do it. Oh, be easy. No, I want none of that red money. No, 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 no. Because. That's how that's as easy as it could be. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we like what you're doing. Let's, you know, right, 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 right. You know, <laughs> uh, but it has to be, you know, I mean, like just not donations, but it's just like, oh, let's make a form. And they were hopping on Zoom meetings with this guy, and and it's just that simple. So, right, okay. And starts. They were and they were good because they have some influence, uh, or the, what the what the the Russian disinform disinformant is looking to get is um, inroads into uh, media, uh, social media, and ways to spread his message. Right, and, and just to sow discord. It doesn't matter who wins. It just keep keep on fighting. So. That's how this kind of thing works. So is, is that I, is that really what he was doing? I'm I'm just questioning. I'm just you know, be, was that his entire job was to sow discord? Well, let's get into some of the other characters, and I'll let you make you. You're saying make, form your own opinion on it. Okay. I don't want I don't want to lead you. You know, I want you to. No, just, it's just uh, I've heard so much Russian disinformation that I'm immediately skeptical. Okay, what is it? What exactly was this person doing, and with what goal? That's my point. It mm-hmm. all it has to be is that it's just that Russian. <laughs> it's just like right. Russian and Russian provided information. It doesn't matter. That's the that's that's the low bar we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no I, I just won't let this is the what caught my attention because it's like wow, you know, even they said making memes, Hillary Clinton. Ooh. So <laughs> making memes. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a very that's a very low bar. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into part three. The indictment alleges he and the Russian Federal Security Service relied on social media and also directed and controlled three political groups. One being the Uhuru movement in Saint Pete. Russia has recruited and forged ties with persons and groups around the world who are positioned to amplify and reinforce Russia's messaging campaigns. They're using Russia as a part of a propaganda tool against the people to turn you away. Uhuru's Aretha Akile Kanyan is alleged to be the candidate Russians were supervising in her 2019 run for St. Pete City Council, offering consulting and funding. Hmm. At this point, Kanyan is considered an unindicted co-conspirator, but has not been charged. Why take their money? 
Did I ever say I took any money? See, no, 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 no. I never, that, no, no, no. That's what I'm accused of. I never said that. So don't put that in my mouth. I didn't say that. Did you take money from I Look, I don't want to answer your question because you want to take it somewhere. I don't want to take it there. There was also apparent Russian influence in the 2017 St. Pete race for mayor. The Uhuru group seen here disrupting political events. According to the indictment, the word reparations was part of alleged discussions between Ionov and another unindicted co-conspirator who appears to be former mayoral candidate Jesse Neville. Oh, okay, there you go. There's your discord. Hey, reparations, <laughs> just throw that in. Reparations! Yeah, I'll do it. But w- what did the lady say that was talking to uh, Joy and Reed? I forget their name. Uh, uh... Ah, I forget her name. The one that brought up the black box, uh, the Russian box point. Uh, yeah, they're spreading things like reparations, yeah, tangibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> that's uh, all it takes. And so, uh, Akili Anaya, she is Shireen, the director. Was it Shireen Mitchell? That's it. Shireen Mitchell, yeah. That's it. Uh, I don't know if you had a clip right off hand, but basically, you talk about reparations, you talk about tangibles. Anything, you know, that's that's enough. Discord when you connect that to Russian influence. Yeah, the problem is I have like five clips of this, so I'm not yeah, sure that, which one it is. <laughs> no, it's, that's fine, but people are. I mean, you got to go back. I mean, I think the show Black Box covers the whole thing. It but does. It does. Yeah. That, but just basically, that's what she listed out. So you asked about uh, Akili Anaya. Well, she has a couple of different names. Uh, Arethia, I think she also goes by Arethia Akili. Um, she was the director of the Department of Agitation and Propaganda for the African People's Socialist Party. Oh, nice gig. <laughs> it's a, that's a nice business card to show. Agitation and pop propaganda. People, and I'm not saying she per se is LARPing or when you start throwing those kind of titles behind your name. Right. Now, now this is yeah. interesting because this brings in the political element. And mm-hmm. so when I hear um, uh, Russian disinformation, meddling, I mean, it sounds exactly like a Trump thing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious, as usual. <laughs> now, this is why you just poo poo it. Like, sounds like a Trump Sounds like yes. a Trump thing. <laughs> this is how you get half Americans in a trip bag. Yeah. By, by lowering the bar, yeah. Oh, uh, you, you like this tweet? You retweeted this tweet? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you drink skim milk? Yeah. Is that vodka? You know saying like <laughs> yeah. that's 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 enough. Uh, so I, this is what I found, and I was like, this is very interesting, especially the timing of it. And I have to ask, what's going on with the Florida FBI? Because they raided uh, Gillum. Mm-hmm. Then you have this, and then you have the Trump raid. So what's... Well, I'd say... It seems kind of <laughs> schizophrenic in uh, a way. Yeah, but, you know, that that means that there's a red team and a blue team. You know, I think there's just one team. It's the money team. Mm-hmm. The money team makes the shit, calls <clears throat> the shots. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just... Hopefully, like I said, <clears throat> hopefully I have your uh, picture interest because... Definitely. Um, this is a very interesting case. So what we had to do now. Oh, the other thing. She was running for office. Yeah. So I don't know how that works. If you're taking funds from a. Well, uh, you, well, well you know, someone offered. Consult- I mean, 
the the wolves come in many clothing in this business. Uh, consultants pop out of the woodwork everywhere. You know, this is this is kind of the thing. We don't have to belabor it, but uh, mm-hmm. the podcast movement was a kind of a whole woke fest. I don't know if you followed any of that that went down. I, I did. Yeah, you did. I did. Um, and but it was, it, it's kind of the same thing as in politics, where you've got all these like hundreds of consultants running around, and then mm-hmm. and here's what they do. You know, they find a, a marginalized group. Women, BIPOC was big this year. So a lot of literal um, Africans who um, went to Ivy League schools here. <laughs> but a, right. lot, a lot of BIPOC. Um, and uh, the consultants then, uh, you know, they find these companies who are, you know, they need to, ch- to check off an ESG box and say, oh, yeah, well, that's $200,000 for, uh, for this series of podcasts. And they take 30%. <laughs> You know, and and it, it just repeat and it goes over and over. That's the same in politics. Like, but then they kill it. That's what they don't understand is when you take it from the creators, you no, kill it. But, and I don't want to belabor the point, but we saw this with verses now. But, but remember when we? Yeah, no, but, it's, but it's even worse. Is they sometimes they don't even. There's nothing to kill. They go and get the pieces and put it together and say, "Here's your show, tailor made for your ESG boxes." But yes. When it's an actual creative something and you reduce it down to the way the consultants do. My point is, it's the same thing with politics. You know, you get the, oh, yeah. you get the speech writer, you get the, the PR person, you get the, the media coach. Um, that, that's, why, that's why Joe Biden is still president. Because all those pieces just keep functioning. Whether he does or not is unimportant. Correct. And, and, then, and, then, and as well as political pundits. Because yeah. there's no doubt in my mind. If I chose to put on the red hat and take, you know, saying the party lines, I could easily be at CPAC, and that's not that's not. Oh, are you kidding me? Ego. You, you no, you would be the most welcome guest. Oh my God, a black podcaster, bring him in. Right, you know, front row, front row. <laughs> and it's the same way with Charlemagne the God on the other side. You see what I'm saying? Yep, like yep. they look for these kind of people that they can package to push their message. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, you have to take the package message that comes with it. It's like here, you can talk about these things. Well, that's what. And this- I actually had a. I, I don't want to. We can move on. But I actually had a whole segment that I took out the potluck concerning this that I might use on a, on a later date. Okay. Um. But yeah, so. Uh, so now we got to go to Mr. Jesse Nevels because that's the guy that was running for mayor ah, okay. that was associated with the Uhuru movement. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into number seven. My name is Jesse Neville, and I am a candidate for mayor of St. Petersburg, Florida. And I'm running on a platform of unity through reparations and economic development for the black community. And along with Aretha Akila Kenya. Uh, uh, he's black? Because I can't no. even tell. He's not black, he's white? No. Very. (laughs) (laughs) Reparations! And along with Aretha Akile Kenyon, who is running for District 6 City Council. Hey, man, what does very white mean? Hold on a second. (laughs) What do you mean? You said very. He's white. Yeah, he's very white. What's very white? What I mean by is like... (laughs) It's the idea... He looks like a guy in a picture frame. No, seriously. I mean, like, you know, like when you buy a picture, they have that picture in there. Yeah. He yeah. looks <laughs> in exactly the wallet. in the wallet. Right. <laughs> he looks exactly to the hair. Everything's perfect. Oh, perfect. Like Gavin Newsom. Manicure. Who? Gavin no, Newsom. No, he's more of a, 
not not Gavin Newsom. He's more of a you know how like when a handsome guy puts glasses on to look smart. Yes, it's that kind of thing. You know what? I'm but he, okay. and then he plays the woke pocket. I mean, he's on point with his talking point. I mean, I gotta give him his credit, but it's just so stark. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the Africans, uh, Africans People's Socialist Party, and he's the one you know running for mayor. It's just very stark comparison. So that's what I meant by right, very. Right, I right. just yeah, <laughs> we'll not actually translucent you. or anything. Yeah, let's start it over. My name is Jesse Neville, and I am a candidate for mayor of St. Petersburg, Florida, and I'm running on a platform of unity through reparations and economic development for the black community. And along with Aretha Akile Kenyon, who is running for District 6 City Council on the same platform with the slogan, Radical Solutions for Radical Times, we have entered into the electoral arena to represent the interests of the people of the city and to represent the desire of the people of the city to fight back against the status quo. And we're not typical political candidates. We're not interested in in waging a typical political campaign. Our campaign is a people's movement to take back this city from big money, from real estate developers, from gentrifiers, from corrupt politicians, and basically from, you know, the corporate elite who control City Hall right now and who control the elections and all the other politicians. I hope you brought your tent then, Jesse. (laughs) So... All his talking points are on point. Yeah, But there's one problem is that, and this is why I stress this, referring to as atonement, they have made, and it's been for a while, reparations a dirty word. Hmm. Who is they? Who's they? The politicians? or Both sides of the political. Because the Democrats don't want to talk about it, and the Republicans ain't going to think about it. So, it's it's like like plutonium. (laughs) It's not good. Crypt, right, crypt, it's like, oh yeah, I could get behind. I could get behind anti reparations, and and I want some people might be thinking like, well, y'all talk about racial reparations all the time. I speak from it from the angle of this is great political tension, mm-hmm. you know, as a way to bend a political party to your you know to your desired effect by withholding your vote. For your demand, just like you've seen how amnesty, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, amnesty would never happen. You know, that, you know, that was the kind of thing, like, it'll never happen. Look at the border now. Do you think um, it, uh, this reparations talk still has impact? Does it still get people's attention, do they think? Or is it more like, yeah, okay, sure, brother. Yeah, we'll see. It, it, it's, a, it's a huge problem for the Democrats still. Right, because, but, I'm th- but I'm thinking for yeah. black America, are they, when they hear reparations again, you know, I mean, are they still going for Lucy's football with this one? Well, they're not to speak for a whole group of anybody, but no, of course, the, the way the way this you're works different, is, Mo, that doesn't count. You're you're special. <laughs> you're different. Right? I'm different. Okay. You're not typical. Uh, <laughs> so the thing is, is this: the further this message travels, and people start thinking like, I should get something from my vote, right? It's not the actual reparations that's the problem it's the when people start saying hey i should get something for my vote yeah the quid that's pro a quo. very problematic yeah that's a very problematic uh uh yes idea for of, people that's been getting something for nothing yes <laughs> you know instead of uh i'm voting for this party because it'll make america better uh, now everyone's start, starting to figure out yeah it's better just to vote for your own pocket it's just like student loans. I mean, oh, that you, yeah, see, you see, it's the yeah, same thing. Yeah. Is 
and that's kind of like when you start talking to people on both sides of the political spectrum, they start to clam up for the people that got something out of it. It's of like, course. well, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. the same people like big government need to stay out of it. But then, you know, that $20,000 drops off your loan. It's like, well, you know, so it's, it's, it's a huge problem for this message to spread because right. it starts getting people to think about becoming politically mature and getting something for, for this, for something for your vote that you've been giving it away. So, both yeah. sides have an interest in killing this idea in its womb. Because look at, like I said, once again, look at amnesty. It was talked about for 20 years. Like it's, that'll never happen. That'll never, you know, yeah, they'll and, never. And there, it oh, is. there it is. And it's chipping. And they just kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And boom, the border's blown wide open. Oh, Mo, we never thought we'd have uh, vaccine passports and mandates and lockdowns and curfews. And uh, and I think we've departed so far beyond that station that, you know, this current group of looter, lo- losership, leadership worldwide. <laughs> leadership. Um, they, they, know, they know how to do it now. Oh, we can make these people do anything. We can do anything. But I, honestly, I think they're losing their yeah. grabs. I think the people that's bought in by further in, but you have a bunch of quote unquote normies like that are waking up and like, whoa, like, mm. oh, you know, Maybe. I ain't getting, I'm not getting up for my vote or, hey, that, that's messed up or this messed up or are you pushing that agenda idea? So yeah, they I don't think, want us. I think people yeah, don't yeah. know anymore what to do about it. They've lost faith in, I mean, I know what to do about it. You have to start at the local level. You have to go back to your, your, your city council and your school board. This is going to take rebuilding. This is not just, okay, now I, I'm going to get something for my vote and it's going to fix everything. We're busted, brother. We are busted. And Broke. now you see why these two kind of candidates are dangerous. Yep, exactly. You just said you fixed yep. the problem at the local level. Yep. They're running yep. at the local level. Yep. So that could be the reason why so they're it's you worth know, a fight. It's worth a fight. This is worth a fight then. Okay, well, I'm with yeah. you. All right, so let's go ahead now. And this is uh, Akili. She, this is when she was running for candidate for city council. And I want you to watch this trick that this reporter tried to play on her uh, to pivot the message away from reparations and how she handles it. It's in two parts. Let's go and get to part one and eight. Number eight. You want to be the next District 7 council person? Well, I feel like my platform, Reparations and Economic Development to the Black Community, is the only platform in this entire race that stands against the Black community being gentrified out of existence in the city. The Black people right now are under attack by the city government. We're being pushed out by people, you know, gentrifiers, land developers, the politicians in office. They work for them. They're being funded by them. My opponents are being funded by these big developers. Rents are going up. Mm-hmm. Luxury apartments are being built everywhere. No genuine affordable housing. And Reparations and economic development is the only genuinely progressive platform that speaks to social and economic justice for everyone in this city by ending the oppression of the black community. And if I don't do it, if we don't do this right now, there won't be a black community in two years. Okay. I'm going to address the um, the elephant in the room. Um, Your opponent, um, Chico, he has made statements that uh, he doesn't support the gay agenda, as he calls it, and he plans to make sure that taxpayers don't go to support... um, Gay supported uh, things. What do you think about all that? What do you bring that in for? Where'd that come from? <laughs> that's that's the pivot. Uh, 
Let's get you off that reparations. Let's start talking about some Dang, LGBT. LGBT, yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm telling you this reparation that we've been what <laughs> and we've why? been on it for six years, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as you've been, you know, watching what's going on at 2016 election, and we start talking, it's you see it, it's picking up steam, and it's not the point of. I don't think anybody thinks like, oh, if I don't get it, my life will be over. It's the point of, oh, you want to come talk to me about voting? This is what we want. This this is what we want. And when you get voters on a single message, whether it's guns, uh, uh. Uh, reproductive rights. I mean, every group has one kind of thing that drives them to the polls. Yeah, but we need a community organizer. If only we could find one. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Uh, uh, so let's go ahead and get into part two and see how she handles this, uh, yeah, this, this pivot attack. from this report. Pivot, yes. I'm going to address the, um, the elephant in the room. Um, your opponent. Um, Interesting that he said, why, why is it the elephant in the room? I, I don't know. Okay, I mean, no, I, I, I wonder if it, all I have is this clip. So okay, I guess right. it was an ongoing thing. All right, all his right. comments being, you know, inflammatory. And he I'm has gonna to be the good, strong reporter to address it. Okay. Just the, um, the elephant in the room. Um, your opponent, um, Chico, is familiar. He made, has made statements that uh, he, he doesn't support the gay agenda, as he calls it, and he plans to make sure that taxpayers don't go to support um, gay-supported uh, things. What do you think about all that? Well, I want to redirect this discussion because I think that this whole thing about you know this non-factor candidate who hasn't raised any money in his campaign—he's not running a real campaign. He's not the person I'm fighting against. In fact. You know, as offensive as his remarks are, the reality is the elephant is the, in the room is the oppression of the black community. And the media is attempting to divert everyone's attention away to the real fight, which is the fight against these big developers, these gentrifiers that are pushing out the black community. They're trying to divide the people of the city by making the black community the face of anti-LGBTQIA. But that is not what this fight is about. This fight is with us and the big money politicians and the big money developers. And I won't even engage in a conversation about a non-factor when my real opponent the incumbent is the one that is responsible for opening up the door for these gentrifiers, for people like Carl Nurse to come into my community and push us out. That is the fight. That is what the people are talking about. Not this nonsense that the people, that the media is trying to tell people that is the problem. That is not the problem. That is not what I'm hearing when I'm going door to door talking to people. They're talking about the rents going up. They're talking about sewage in their water. That's what people are talking about. So if the media has their ear to the ground and is actually listening to the people, you would know what this fight is about. And it's not what this person is saying wow all right impressive <laughs> now you can see why the russians uh were interested in her yeah and she and she's easy on the eyes uh <laughs> for the for the thirsty uh facts family out now there I but, look uh, her up I'll look her up now uh yeah so she she I, I like how she said i like to redirect the conversation and went right back to her talking points yeah and like, nah, you're not going to knock me off my, you know, what I'm here for. Now, with that said, I will never get down with anything socialist. So that's where they lose me at because <clears throat> I don't, you know, well, I'm th- pro-capitalism. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think. And, the, and with, with a small C. But I think that uh, the way civics has been taught, she looks nice. The way civics has been taught is, um, you know, it's, it's, this is new. This is not your daddy's socialism. This is new socialism. We were just social towards each other. You know, you like social media, don't you? You're a socialist. I, mean, I, th- I think that's really been pumped into a lot of people. 
I, I don't think it it just doesn't job with me. And I think there's a lot of people that think like me when you hear words like communist, Marxism, socialist. Mm-hmm. It's an instant no. So with, with that said, I think that's where she loses a lot of people and why she probably didn't gain a lot of traction. Right. But on the other hand, you can hear that she's polished in her messaging. So I could see her being a very um, uh, prized um Asset. Person, asset. Now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to use it. I was trying to avoid sure. that because I had so right, many uh, connotations with it. But yeah, asset of uh, <laughs> of the Russians. So, uh, or alleged, and let's be clear, alleged asset of the Russians. Um, all right, so now we got a, where are we at? We're uh, 10. Okay. Okay, yeah, now we got to go back to the original report, and this is the fourth part. According to the indictment, the word reparations was part of alleged discussions between Ionov and another unindicted co-conspirator who appears to be former mayoral candidate Jesse Neville. I think all of us that that believe in the democracy that is America ought to be concerned um, because if it's coming down to even the local level, then our entire democracy is at risk. The Uhuru House was one of three locations in St. Pete raided Friday by federal agents as they collect evidence for the current and possibly future indictments. Today's action should serve as a deterrent to other foreign adversaries that the FBI will not tolerate meddling in our democratic process. The other political groups allegedly recruited by Ionov are in Georgia and California. The feds say what makes this alleged activity illegal is that no one involved was legally registered as a foreign agent. If convicted, Ionov faces up to five years in prison. There have been no other arrests, but the FBI collected a lot of evidence, so that certainly could change, Allie. It makes you wonder where else this could be going on mm-hmm. and, and how much of it is going on. All right, Haley, thanks. Really, how much of it is going on? It could be going on everywhere. There's Russians under your bed. Under your bed. Under your bed. It's another red scare. Ooh, the Russians. Yeah. But they've been building on this since 2016. And and it's a very, I noticed this dangerous slide into from the Russian government, Russian leadership to Russians. You know, it's, it's every Russian. We talked about it on the show before. They're yeah. being, yeah, you know, harassed and you know, just for being from Russia. Now, to to be fair to all this, mm-hmm. Russia basically kicked all of our non-governmental organizations, all of our NGOs out of Russia mm-hmm. uh, many years ago. Uh, in fact, uh, right after Hillary Clinton messed it all up with her great reset button. And um, uh, because we're the kings of this. You know, we literally, I'll say we, the United States, literally mm-hmm. did this in 2014 all the way to Ukraine's a, a parliament and the president and we meddled in the elections we did all kinds of horrible things it just, but we can do that yeah <laughs> well <laughs> I, can we though i mean it looks like we're starting to suck a little bit at it whereas the russians and indeed and i believe yuri um uh, whatever his last name is i believe mm-hmm. yuri is is very sincere and saying oh no we just started this in the schools and and it's here it's been here for a while we weren't seeing it we weren't paying attention uh, but this this particular uh, candidate, uh, she's captured. I mean, she's real captured. I don't know if by Russia or whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, you just got to put it all together. I mean, look at the the classic Marxist trainer training of uh, BLM Inc. Right. You look at this and like, well, you know, the Russians they got a different way of doing it, but it's pretty effective. 
and and they say because I think let me go back to an article right quick because you remember and, our, our only answer to that was uh, attacking uh, you even brought it up attacking the Russians in the home well you know Putin's doing this but he's not taking care of you not taking it looking out for you and your COVID uh, and that didn't work right so I mean they try to demonize Putin but I think. Russia is on this whole national. I mean, um, this is breaking news. <laughs> uh, Russia is on this whole nationalist click kick. Yeah, down to the way they look at women. They're celebrating women for having multiple Russian children. Yeah, you know they're on this whole thing. And this guy Alexander Ionov, he uh, was what was it? He ran the anti globalization movement of Russia. Mm, yeah. So anti globalism. You know, that's yeah, going to become a dirty word. Anti-globalism or globalism? Anti, he anti, ran the anti-globalism anti movement mm-hmm. of Russia. Mm-hmm. And he, one of the things they did was promote the California success, uh, secession from the United States. So, hmm. it, but like I said, only the only thing they need to do is agitate. And that's what she heard is in her title. She's the director, <laughs> director of the Department of Agitation and Propaganda. So, uh, yeah. but I used to say she was captured. So I guess we need to hear more from her. And this is a week later after the raid, and she addresses the media. For that, St. Petersburg, Florida, at the center of an FBI investigation, the U.S. Department of Justice is looking into the Russian government's alleged interference in U.S. politics, including right here in our Bay Area. Last week, the FBI raided the Uhuru House, home to the African People's Socialist Party. The group has been a fixture in St. Pete for decades. Well, today, 10 Tampa Bay's Liz Crawford met with members of the group. They say the feds are after their movement at what they stand for, and it has nothing to do with Russia. A formal news conference on their terms in their building and a chance to tell their side of the story. They say it's about this thing with Russia, but it's not about this thing with Russia. According to the indictment, leaders with the African People's Socialist Party are accused of coordinating with Russian government officials over the last eight years. Last week, FBI agents took over the Uhuru House, located in South St. Pete. So far, no one with the organization has outright denied the allegations. We are not speaking to the issues within the indictment because we know that, first of all, it's illegitimate. Thursday, Uhuru members showed reporters property damage they say was caused by the feds. Broken glass, torn up wood. We saw similar damage upstairs. Leaders said doors were busted when FBI agents raided the building. Hmm, that's a real raid. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little different than uh, going through Melania's uh, closets. Yeah, that's, that's a raid. Yes, exactly. We, we Broken know. glasses, doors knocked off hinges. I wonder why the difference. Uh, yeah, approach. that's, well, you know, it's, uh, that's fascism. That's what you do. You scare your political opponents. And even though they, these people have probably done nothing really directly, they're just inviting. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is like, yo. Know, Political, uh, what is it? Uh, political meddling. What is the charge here? Uh, it's, very, it's not much of a charge. It's like, uh, okay, what are you actually charging this guy with? Let me see. Where is it? The cooperating with Russian officials, I think oh, that's okay, so government that, officials. Yeah, so that would be a FARA violation. And, okay, and, and they were, in, they, I guess the Russian officials were enlisted as foreign agents. 
we're not so that, a, we're not listed as foreign agents. Yeah, yeah. we're not. So right. that prohibits prohibits you from speaking with him. Correct. I, I don't know how that works. I mean, no, no, it's it's a it's a anti it's a half the people in Washington D.C. do not have fair registration, but they should. So it's just one correct. Of, it's just one of those perfect tools. And, okay, let's go ahead and pick up with uh, part two of this clip, number twelve. They're trying to put together this case that is not fair against our party, against our movement, and against the black community. A former FBI special agent in charge told 10 Tampa Bay the Russians look for groups willing to spread their message. Is they don't really care what party is in power, you know, what political party is in power here. This is all about weakening the United States, whether, you know, it's pitting Democrats against Republicans or rich against poor or workers against uh, uh, management. It doesn't matter. Praying on the United States through divided states of mind. Literally trying to uh, <laughs> undermine the... the uh, uh, this was really interesting from a media deconstruction perspective. So he's saying something, and they felt it so necessary for you, viewer, idiot, that we're going to insert this bit to tell you what the guy is actually saying. Management, it doesn't matter. Praying on the United States through divided states of mind. And that is our interpretation, of course. Literally trying to... Uh, undermine the the uh, confidence the trust the unity that exists in the nation and they'll do it in a lot of different ways and this this example is just one of the many ways in in which they will do that and this was the fbi speaking yes okay how is it those socialists are being rated under a democrat uh president i mean because Obviously, they're you know they're is well, this something local? Well, yes, I mean, yeah, that was just exactly what I was going to say. You you said it earlier. What's up with the Florida FBI? Well, maybe whoever runs money runs runs stuff. You know, this is it's all political. Uh, Gillum was political, right? Uh, this is political. So you know, who knows? It's it's it sounds this sounds a lot more local, but it could be very important. Is this is this a big county? Is it a big city? Is it there's something about it. Um, they're afraid it could ignite more. Or do you need the numbers? So when you say, oh, we found, through our investigations, we found so-and-so number of Russian agents. Well, that was you know, the headline. I mean, that sounded good. I mean, yeah. it, that's why immediately I'm like, what is this bull crap? Russian disinformation. Got, ugh, okay. So, so that, that's, that's, that's what really made me start thinking is like, is, you know, are these rogue uh, like you said, is it blue flat faction and red faction and then down in this Florida FBI? Or is it... I think that's very possible, yeah. Mo. I think that's totally possible. You know, Florida's red, so we True. go after blue. And uh, why wouldn't uh, why wouldn't the feds down there be blue? I'd be red. And, or, or, and let's not forget, this is where woke goes to die. <laughs> and, and you don't get any woker than you're saying Russian... You yeah, know, not much. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's about the pinnacle. You can't go beyond unless you, unless you got a P-tape or something. Then, then you might do a little better. So, yeah, that's why, that's why I want to pick up on just the whole politics of it and why, why, it is, you know, why is this happening. So, let's go ahead. Uh... They brought up another point that the Ruhu House has a history. So now we have to go back 25 plus years. I think it's more, but it's 25 years from this report. And there was a 
I'm not going to give it away. There, listen to the similarities that may have happened in 2020 and what happened 25 years ago from this report. Long live, 25 years to the day at the exact intersection where he lost his life. People gathered to remember Tyron Lewis. I can't even imagine how my brother would look right now or what he would be doing or how many kids he would have right now. 25 years of pain, anger, sorrow, frustration, everything. In 1996, Tyron was stopped by police at the intersection of 18th Avenue South and 16th Street. A white officer shot and killed the unarmed 18-year-old inside his car. The death splintered the area, the city on the verge of chaos. The unrest went on for days with rioting, rock throwing and fires, putting St. Pete in the national spotlight. The anger and violence erupting again when the shooting was ruled justified and the officers cleared. To show black people that we didn't forget, show the city we didn't forget. On this tragic anniversary, Tyron's family and members of the International People's Democratic Uhuru Movement came together to honor the teen's memory and to continue to organize for change. He would have been 43 years old um, if he had lived to see that. He didn't live to see it, but he was a martyr that now we can take his name to forward progress for black people and fight for progress for black people. The group has spent years trying to push the city to recognize Tyron's death and pay reparations. Long live Tyron Lewis! Reparations now! They hope their continued calls for justice will save lives and bring about real change in the community. Catherine Hawley, Fox 13 News. Just hit me, um, that just an odd coincidence that St. Petersburg, Florida, of course, we have St. Petersburg, <laughs> I was waiting Russia. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for you to pick up on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so this- Tyron Lewis, he was a, it was in 1996 when this happened. Um, kind of like a pre-George Floyd. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. You remember this act? I don't. I don't. No. That's. I mean, this is just tells you how a city can riot and for days, and it, it just gets wormholed, gets memory hold. I mean, so. Well, uh, but that was also kind of you know the early days of uh, internet, social media, etc. So you know you've got to take that into account. Ninety six, but ninety six was a hotbed of race. You know, you I know with OJ. Coming off of right, the Rodney right, King right, thing, right. Yeah. it's it's so weird, Mo, because that was kind of the height of of two of my careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the pinnacle of you know MTV got out in, in the end of '93. Started my you know, I had my radio thing going. Then I started with the internet stuff. Took my company public in 1996. Was in you know was around you know, but it. Mm-hmm. It didn't register the same to me as it does now that I'm really paying attention, which says a couple of things. Do you know what I mean? Well, the main thing is, like you said, the internet amplifies this stuff, which when you add that to what we're discussing, the oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, of- yeah, it's a problem with everything, but it's also, if we are smart, it could be our way out of a lot of the problems. Yeah. Once you start paying attention, like we do on this show and, yeah. Start seeing cycles. You, if you realize it's a cycle or a habit, <laughs> yeah. then you can break it. <laughs> it's like, yes, okay, yes, let's yes, let's yes. stop this. Helps so, if there's more than one of you, for sure. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, 
That was the past of the Uhuru House. And one of the claims they made, I heard in a clip that I didn't use, they said they used every, every ounce of teardrop they had in St. Petersburg on the Uhuru House. Because that was like ground zero of the protests and riots. Tear gas. Tear gas, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every ounce. So <laughs> doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so, so fast forward, we had some events that happened prior to the raid this odd to say the least 14 well developing tonight st pete police are investigating a fire at the uhuru house after someone was seen on video burning things with a flamethrower <laughs> you can see that person in the corner of your screen there uh, police say a flagpole and some palm trees were set on fire no one was hurt right now police have not identified anyone involved <laughs> Was it an Elon Musk flamethrower or a real flamethrower? It was a military grade, no, quote unquote, military grade flamethrower. That's the report. Did you Um, see it? Did you see this thing? I I gotta see this thing. Well, they had video, uh, and you probably can see if you copy one of the titles of this uh, this next clip. We stopped at fourteen. So, well, they found the guy that would, you know. that would burn an African flag in front of the uh, Pan-African Aruhu House. 15. First in St. Pete, a man is now in custody after officers say he used a flamethrower. You see that on the right side of your screen right there Oops. to burn an African flag. This was at the Yuhuru House over the weekend. Kenny Raymond from Tampa has been charged with criminal mischief. <laughs> I got to see this thing. They say it's here. I want to see this flamethrower. The- Oh, the only shoot. problem is, oh, yeah. shoot. Oh, shoot. This thing does look military. Great. <laughs> oh, man. Can yeah. you see Kenny? Uh, yeah, I can. Holy you, we, crap. Kenny happens to be a so-called black person. Oh, okay. I can't really see him. Uh, yes. Okay. Is, Why would a so-called black person be bur- burning an African flag a week before the FBI raid? Doesn't seem like a, a like something you'd do. That's, and it, it is, <laughs> and that's all he does. He gets out. He gets out. Gets the flamethrower, blasts the flag, and and puts it back in his car and leaves. Hmm. Strange. So now we have Omali Yeshatelli. I think that's how you pronounce it. He is the chairman of the African People's uh, Socialist Party. And um, he's on Democracy Now! <laughs> so this got, this got national uh, appeal. The story did. This is a bit of a long clip so you can stop it wherever you want to. Uh, he has a, you know, a storied past with, you know, quote unquote, black rights in, in that area. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to him talk to Dem- Democracy Now! about this raid and the prior event to the raid. As we turn to look at the FBI raiding several properties in late July in St. Louis, Missouri, and St. Petersburg, Florida, tied to the African People's Socialist Party, which leads the Uhuru movement, the Pan-Africanist group has been a longtime advocate for reparations for slavery, a vocal critic of U.S. foreign policy. The raids came as the Justice Department indicted a Russian man living overseas named Alexander Yon- um, Yanov, using U.S.-based groups to spread Russian propaganda. The groups were not named in the indictment, but reportedly include the African 
People's Socialist Party. One of the FBI raids targeted the home of Amali Eshetela, the founder of the African People's Socialist Party. He accused the FBI of targeting his group for their political work. He's joining us now from St. Louis. Can you, though, go back to the end of July and talk about what happened? Talk about that day of the raid. Where were you? <clears throat> they had already knocked out the windows <clears throat> in, in the house, in my house. They had, uh, they had uh, knocked the door, some doors loose from the hinges. Uh, they had come through the back stairwell. As I mentioned, they used flashbang grenades in the rear of my house, uh, plaster all over everything. Uh, and in St. Petersburg, Florida, 27 days after they had done uh, what appears to us now to have been a test run uh, with uh, on July 2nd uh, with uh, someone pulling into the parking lot in broad daylight and from his trunk, a uh, trunk, car trunk, pulling uh, uh, a military-grade flamethrower to torch the 15 by 25-foot red, black, and green flag that uh, was on this 50-foot flag flagpole. Uh, and, and this had occurred. FBI, Homeland Security, local police came out. Uh, they refused to charge the guy with anything except uh, um, uh, some kind of misdemeanor mischief. <laughs> Dude, even owning that thing is a problem. You can't have a flamethrower. Oh, yes, you can. Mm, don't you have to have some kind of... Uh, I don't know, but I know... Pay some stamp duty for I, I've it? Heard. <laughs> I mean, I've used one. I've used one. I, but I've was, heard people where you can buy them yeah. openly. Uh, you can buy a lot of things openly. <laughs> no, I mean, like, on, on reputable websites, hmm. they have them for sale. Uh, hmm. But well, they only well, charge them with yeah. That's bullcrap. Something something's up with that. Something's up with that. And and but the whole thing, he just gets out, torches it, gets back in. That's that's some that's not arson. That's some other type of provocation. And how is that not a hate crime? Totally. And can a black person create a, create a hate crime against another black person? No, I'm sorry. I, I'm I, sorry. I, that's impossible. No, no, I don't think that's possible. I I don't know. I, it, but I don't think so. It's, it's it's strange. I mean, I just I found it to be a strange, fascinating story. That's why I brought it. Well, to hold, share hold with on you a and the facts family. Yeah, go ahead. Did uh, did uh, uh, Juicy Mole? Did uh, was that was that deemed a? Of course, it was nothing. But was there ever a, a charge of a hate crime? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think. But it's possible. if a reason why I asked that question because you're thinking from that side, but I'm thinking more of if you say. A quote unquote person is a uh, white supremacist uh, sympathizer. Mm-hmm. And he acts on the behalf of white supremacy. Quote unquote, the way they use the term. You know, uh, how they, uh, everybody that's black, <laughs> this right. MAGA is basically uh, a white supremacist sympathizer now. Could that be seen as a hey? I, I, I just a, just a question randomly. We do a potluck, so we yeah, might throw possibly, it out there. I don't know. I mean, we'd have to have a real world example. I, I don't know. It would be very confusing for everybody. This would be a you know a great example because he targeted that house by the choice of his target, the flag. Yeah. So I mean, he well, I think your answer up. is clear. It's like go home. Uh, no, no fine, <laughs> no fine, no penalty. You're done. So your answer is no. It's it's not deemed a, a hate crime. Very fascinating story. I thought you know that would be a great first block. 
uh, like to it. the show. I had no idea that it happened. I didn't. I mean, a lot of it sounds familiar in how it's mm-hmm. operating. Good to keep our eye on. I appreciate it. It's a good one. All right. <laughs> first part of our block of our first block of the of the potluck. I guess now we got to thank the people that make it happen. First, the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table. The white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that Negro. And the so-called Negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man. Then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved. That's the only way that they'll ever do it. Oh, that's right. Mo Facts with Adam Curry, a value for value podcast. You have been continuing to send the, the, the value. It's, it's, it continues to come in every single day as you're listening with one of those modern podcast apps, which you can find at newpodcastapps.com. Uh, if you're just getting started, want to figure it out, you can actually uh, earn as you mess around with the Fountain app. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the value for value principle is so much bigger. It's, um, it's time, talent, treasure. It's how how we interact with one another as people who create the program, and we really do it all together as producers. Um, there is lots of information, thought, thinking, emails, tons of stuff that you guys send in, and, of course, the treasure, which is incredibly important. We'd like to thank our executive and associate executive producers uh, in this first block, and it's been very nice to see that Matthew Messer came in with $500 thanking us for the valuable insights. He is Sir Dude Name Matt. And Matt, thank you so much, man. No other whoa, notes. Whoa, that was just whoa, a- whoa, whoa, whoa. Not only is he Sir Dude Named Matt, he's oh, no. Big Baller. He is indeed the Sir Big Baller. Sir Dude Named Baller. Baller. <laughs> Shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala. You are right. This is uh, the Big Baller thing has been hijacked by Podcasting 2.0. I just hope you know. <laughs> okay. Like everyone's using it. I hear it everywhere. And I was like, oh, uh, well, there you go. It got out of hand. <laughs> No, it didn't. No, this this is what we, you contribute to the lexicon. That's I, that's, right. That's, that's, that's I right. take that as a it, well, as it, a, you know, it is a badge a of honor. It is a bag of honor. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, sir. Dude named Matt Seth Peterson two seventy three, um, and says here for the excellent research and discussions on episode eighty five. You read an email which I sent after episode eighty four. I did not send it intending for it to be read during the show. It was meant to be some potentially new source material for Mo and a statement of appreciation for what you two have been doing. Okay. So what he then says is don't read all this. If you need to read something, <laughs> read this. <laughs> okay. That's exactly how it got in trouble the first time. Uh, right. This is a thank you for what you two are doing. Keep up the good work and God bless Seth P. Um, and, and the 273 is important because okay. he sent a dollar per word for it. From the last message. <laughs> oh, longer. <laughs> so, that's why I included that like in it. there. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. I like that. Well, thank you very much, uh, Seth. Seth P. Much appreciated. We, we, we appreciate it. Uh, 247 from Zoe Hannon. Uh, and just says, thank you, Mo and Adam. I always look forward to a new episode. Well, thank you very much, Zoe. Appreciate it. Benjamin Nidus. Oh, I know this Benjamin. Uh, donation is for... Uh, 1987, and it is $198.70. The year mm-hmm. RoboCop came out. Yes, the Mo Facts with Adam Curry favorite. I realized after a toot on NA Social and having had a new Detroit meetup this past weekend that I had derived more value than I realized from the third wave episode. I was feeling all icky. I didn't want to feel like a deadbeat. Please read if time permits. Not only that, but just just for good measure, we're going to de-deadbeat you. Congratulations, you're no longer 
a deadbeat. Might not have needed it, but might. And I have his post here. I'll read it right quick. It says regarding RoboCop, hashtag New Detroit and OCP, a transnational corporation, (laughs) quote, globalist entity providing a private police force. Please re-listen to Third Wave, Mo Facts with Adam Curry episode. Show notes and clips are a um, veritable treasure trove. Okay. So um, what I appreciate that. What episode was that? Do you remember? What number that, that was one? the one where we talked about the police state. And, no, I know, you know, I know, but what, what, what number was it? What episode number? Uh, that remember? was 41. Sorry 41. about that. Okay. Yeah, cool. so 41. Thanks, uh, Ben. Caleb Michelson, $100. No note, but we appreciate it. Judy Schwartz, $100. Y'all did it again. Thank you for the Evolution Show. Oh, that was a good one. That was <laughs> a good one. I think that ruffled a lot of feathers. No, I, li- no I think it was good. Everyone got a jolt out of it. <laughs> good that's the point yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> michael kemmerer comes in with our show uh show donation amount 86 thank you you nailed it you get your special spot for that michael william cameron uh, associate executive producership 50 dollars. keep up the good work gents having a place to learn from both of you through your brilliance is immeasurably immeasurably helpful well, mm-hmm. that's very kind of you kyle mann 50 we appreciate that and douglas mook uh what does he say all I got is Overman, great episode. That yeah, was, that was the Overman. Oh, the Overman. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And also $50. And I think that that does it for our uh, executive and associate executive producers. We do have a few more to thank later on. I would like to thank some of the people who sent us Boostergrams mm-hmm. with the new podcast app. We have mm, Gene Everett, 100,000 sats. My first time sending value to MoFax with Adam Curry. We'll be adding value again soon. Can't say enough how great these conversations are, not only informing, but frankly, I believe decades from now, this content will be just as important as next generations listen back for the real story. Such a great job job by both of you. Thank you. Uh, Harf Hat, MoFax, certified misinformation free by me, he says, with 86,000 sats. Show donation there. Cool one. We'll put that in, Harf Hat. Bully Steed. Wait, let me ask a question. Does that count as a show? Well, it's 86,000. So I'm at, I want to be clear. We were saying like, do you have to actually do the translation over to the $86 if you're going to send a boost? Mm, that's a good question. I just want, I mean, I'm, I got a lot of questions today, you know, so just, you don't need an answer right now, but maybe we need to well, let the people decide, like, how does that work? You know, if you well, send in. Well, it's $86 and 86,000 Satoshi's definitely not the same value, of course, monetary yes, yes. value. Um, needs to be discussed. I agree. Thank you for, thank you for stopping. We'll think about that. Okay. Thanks anyway, Harvat. We appreciate it. Bully Steed, 60,000. Mo, thank you for paying attention to everything. Adam, thank you for paying attention to Mo, who is paying attention to everything. Blessings to you both. Uh, Harv Hat back again with 51,500. Fantastic content, he says. Uh, Starship Alves, always an interesting, informative, and entertaining listen. Sir Wags with a 33,033. Thank you for your courage. Uh, We've got 20,420. I see you, Scott. Keep going. Thank you very much. Um, Dave Ackerman, 8,008. Value for value for episode 85. Uh, four sevens, the striper boost from Timmy two three eighty three. God bless you both. Uh, and then we get down to we only read above a thousand satoshis. Uh, Brian okay. Glass, I think fifty five fifty five boosting to supplement the cuck bucks I sent. High five, thank you. Um, we have big fans in Hawaii. Says one in Alini one with thirty three thirty three. 
uh, show Baraka, says Esalie, and Esalie also with another 2,000 sats. Got to have enough MAMs for the next NAM. <laughs> Mo and Adam, you've opened my eyes on so many topics. Thank you. That is Sarzo winding it up with 1,000 Satoshis. Um, it's very easy to do. Uh, get one of those new podcast apps at newpodcastapps.com and you can be supporting us with value in real time as you listen. It doesn't get any fairer than that. Of course, we love your PayPal. We love your emails. We love all the messages you send us. And whenever you're doing these boostograms, clearly we read them all. It's a great way to support us. It's highly appreciated and it does keep the engines running. So thank you for supporting and uh, bring it for MoFax with Adam Curry, episode number 86. All right, so we're jumping into the B block. All right, uh, B block. There's this is for we're gonna start with a throwback clip from show sixty seven Q Hopium, and the only thing I can say to sum this clip up is land back. Hello, Antifa. <laughs> it's me, Gazi, the commander in chief of the Black Hammer organization. <laughs> land back. Land back. Land back. I heard you had some not so nice things to say about me. I heard you had so nice things to say about my hammers. Mm. I heard you had not so nice things to do to one of my members, one of my dear, dear members, an African Filipino mother that you doxxed and thought you could get away with it, thought we were gonna back down, thought we were gonna take it. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. You messed with the wrong one this time. Yes, oh yes you did. Oh, yes you did. Cause we don't take it lightly when harm is done to our African colonized women. And that's why at Black Hammer we say, touch one, touch one, touch one, touch one, touch one, touch all. Touch one! Touch and you touched one of us. So now you've touched all of us, and we're gonna have to do something about it. Land back! Land back! Land back! Land back! Oh man, I forgot about this. Black Hammer Party. Yeah. Yes, Black Hammer Party. Yeah. Uh, I think that's Gazi is uh his name. Well, Gazi popped back up into the news. Uh, oh boy. And before we get into exactly what he popped back in the news for, we got to do a little coverage of what he was doing after we covered the show. So these next two clips come from him at a rally in front of CNN building. They oh. got a huge Russian flag. <laughs> I'm talking about big Russian flag. Yeah. And he goes on this tirade across these two clips. Uh, uh, let's just go ahead and hop into number 19. Land back! Come in Atlanta, Georgia, in the center of the Clinton News Network! <laughs> yes, or the CIA News Network! Or the Colonial, Colonial News Network! We are here in Atlanta, Georgia, celebrating Victory Day and Mother's Day. Mother's Day today, Victory Day tomorrow, in unity! With the Russians who are fighting against the United States of America, they are hiding behind Ukraine, a country that the United States of America created, a Nazi racist country. You understand? And tomorrow, Victory Day, is the Victory 
day because it represents the day that Russia, the, U, the uh, USSR, defeated the Nazis. And we are anti the Nazis, are we not? We are. We are anti white power, are we not? We are. We are anti this slave America, are we not? America is a parasite of a country, is it not? It was built on the slavery of Africans and the murder of indigenous people. And it is kept healthy out of the bombing and droning over our lands around the world, over this mass imprisonment of black and brown people. Hey, you know, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is great. Look, Listening to this in our, in our A block, you know, this is probably legit Russia. I think you're right. I mean, this is clearly not uh, the Democrat Party, even though some of the messages may agree. The message should not be spouted in front of CNN with a, with a Russian flag. This and we real. all this know the Democrats is anti-Russian. Yeah, uh, That's the weird thing. Yeah. Like, they're pro-socialist is socialism and, you know, that uh, political well, mindset, is, but they're anti-Russia. They're anti, I think it's really, it's globalist versus anti-globalist. Right. Which was Alexander's name of his group, literally. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So, I've just found this strange that he popped back up in the news. Let's go ahead and get to the second clip of uh, his Victory Day uh, speech. And CNN has a lot to do with that. Because it is a propaganda tool. The biggest propaganda tool of the United States of America. This is the thing. It's like, yeah, I agree with you. 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 Oh, okay. No, I got to stop. They got to stop there. Fake news. lies. Say fake news. Fake news. They lied about the vaccine. Did they not? Yes, they did. They lied about See, right that right there proves this is not Republican or Democrat. The lied about the vaccine. <laughs> Trump hasn't hasn't walked that back yet. A lot of people waiting for that, Mo. It ain't gonna happen. I don't think so either. I don't think Mm-mm. so either. Did they not? Yes, they did. They lied about the economy. Did they not? Yes, they did. Joe Biden promised a lot to black people and hasn't given nothing. Ain't that right? Yes, he did. And I believe that they did steal that election. I believe that they did steal that election. <laughs> Wow. Oh, this is so confusing. Now, maybe Russia was influencing Donald Trump. I'm so confused. Exactly. I'm not saying that he did. I'm just saying this. The confusion. When you hear this message, all these messages, it blurs a lot. Like, what are I really? Who am I? Whose side am I on? Who? Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, this this is clearly, I mean, it's all Russia. I mean, this is really Russian talking points, although I believe most of them are true. Yes, the United States did create Ukraine 2014. Totally. The vaccine, the instant election, we had that discussion. We probably created the damn COVID virus in the first place and then shipped it off to China and then they blew it. (sighs) Yeah. All right. I I don't find any uh, issues with what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. 21? Uh, Hold on. Wait. So now... Fast forward from this speech, he pops up. This is when he popped up on my radar again. Uh, Yeah, 21. Developing tonight, we have now confirmed the two men arrested in a Fayetteville SWAT standoff have ties to a group some are calling extremists. Kind of a twist to this story. Black Hammer members openly say they have an alliance with the Proud Boys, which the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, has classified as a hate group. Don White's been digging deeper into the Fayetteville connection. 
Oh, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> this is phony baloney. Okay, I get it. These are a bunch of LARPing actors. This Who, is, which one? This, this uh, Black Hammer. Black Hammer is full I, of that, crap. That was the original question that we had before on the previous show, uh, yes. 67. And what did we decide? What? We didn't, because we ended the show, it's like, we don't know what we just witnessed. Is it LARPing? Is it real? It's it's good. It's well done. It's really well done, because I'm like, this sounds, I mean, oh, we got a thing with the Proud Boys. Okay, so this is now the crazy black Trumpers, I guess, or, you know, more Russia, be afraid of Russia. Yeah, go ahead. And it aligns with what you were talking about with these group podcast groups looking for talent. It's like, let me find the talent yeah, and then I can give you exactly. how I'll present it. Like yes. the Akili, Akili, she's very talented. Mm-hmm, Ghazi, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's very entertaining it was yeah, a, in, yeah. a, in a funny type way. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's just the, media, Mo. It's, it's just media, different versions. But media becomes mal mal and misinformation. Well, of course, when you, when you label it, label it that way. So, did you play the whole clip? No, 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 no. I, st- I had to stop. It. We, we continue. <laughs> you had to stop it. <laughs> We're going. We continue now. A captain here at the Fayetteville Police Department confirmed both suspects are part of the Black Hammer Party. That's a controversial group formed in Atlanta in 2019. The normally quiet Woodbine subdivision with yellow crime scene tape and police cars on Tuesday during a SWAT standoff. We've had uh, our commander-in-chief, Commander Ghazi Kotso, arrested, as well as our chief of agitation and propaganda, Mm -hmm. uh, Colonel Kino. Today we confirm one of the people arrested and charged in that standoff is the leader of the Black Hammer Party. He goes by Ghazi Kotso, but his real name is Augustus Romaine. A spokesperson for the Black Hammer Party told us today they don't mind being called an extremist group. If we take that with pride, we take that label with pride, because that means we're standing in line with those in history who have stood against evil and set against oppressive systems. Oh, no, man. They got a bonus if they would be called that. That's what's going on here. I hey. don't think they are. Either that or they're supremely ignorant yeah. in saying I take pride in being called in the street. I don't think you understand what, what special features that unlocks in the justice system. Like, oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Extremists? Yeah, you like, don't let me really get the other book. want that. <laughs> you don't really want that. <laughs> so I guess we didn't get into what they did as far as the crime. Uh, let's get into the second part of this clip, 22. Fayetteville police responding to the subdivision Tuesday after receiving a 911 call from someone saying they were being held hostage. When police went into the home, they discovered an 18-year-old man's body. They say it appears he may have shot himself in the head. We've confirmed Romaine and Xavier Russian are facing numerous charges in connection to the young man's death, including aggravated assault, kidnapping, and criminal street gang activity. This isn't the Black Hammer Party's first run-in with the police. We are going to fight these charges. Mm-hmm. The way I understand this story is they were holding an 18-year-old hostage, and he ends up killing himself? Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I don't know how that works. I mean, uh, a kidnapped victim killing themselves. But it's like I said, it's just weird that this popped up. 
Um, yeah. This is kind of like what you get on the plot. It's yeah, not like no, it's, yeah, you, no, no ready-made answers. I get it. I get it. But this yeah, is fascinating. It, it, and so, and the and Black Hammer was also, of course, uh, implicated in uh, involvement with uh, what's his face, the Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Alexander. Is that that Georgia group? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Right. right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the, he's the Georgian. We I couldn't find out who was in St. Louis. But <clears throat> this is the Georgia wing, so that he was dealing with. Yeah, Crazy. I just find it weird that a dead body pops up in their in their uh, house and they get arrested for it. Is it clean up? You know, is it time to get rid of? Could be, could be. I mean, uh, this is recent, though, right? This is this all went. Yes. Down. Yeah, that's crazy. This is- I hadn't heard All right, so any I think we should, go ahead. No, I hadn't heard any of this. It's it's irritating. These are this is great stories. I love this. All right, so now we get more. This is twenty two B, and they go in more detail of what the crimes were. We have new information tonight following a SWAT standoff in Fayetteville. In the last few hours, 11 Alive just obtained the arrest warrants for Augustus Romaine. He's the alleged leader of the Black Hammer Party, a controversial group formed in Atlanta in 2019. He's facing several charges tonight, including kidnapping and aggravated sodomy. In the warrants, police say Romaine and another man, Xavier Russian, forced two victims at gunpoint to leave the common area of the house and locked them into a garage. Then they allegedly forced the two men to stay in the garage while Romaine attacked them. Romaine and Russian are both expected to be in court next August 16th. Hmm. They got some uh, cool anti-Semitic stuff that they threw in here. Mm-hmm. Calling Anne Frank a whiny Karen. All right. <laughs> oh. hmm. But I just find interesting that they're raping these two people but the guy kills himself well they didn't really say that but uh, aggravated me i mean like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i mean that could be you know interpreted a bunch of different ways but aggravated sodomy and the guy like kills himself or did they shoot him i i can never get a clip this is the best clips i found on the subject and nobody really explains who the young men were was this kind of like a, a, a Ed Buck kind of situation? Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, yeah. like I don't see any further f- further follow up stories that I can find. Nothing. Hmm. But I just wanted to touch on these are great kind of like stories that we talked about it previously. Yeah, you know, one was the Russians. You're saying involvement. Once again, this is Russian involvement, but this is somebody we talked about, and we made it very clear we don't know. If they're legit or if they're, you know, control opposition and for the story to end like this, I just found it, you know, uh, something I wanted to share with uh, you and the Fats family. I think it's beautiful. I need to keep my eye on groups like this. This is fantastic. It's like it's like a whole subplot. And and, and I'm, I'm going to say two words. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to say two words that, since you said keep your eye on something. Patriot front. Just keep your eye on them. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, I got yeah. a file. Open up on them. <laughs> yeah, these these guys seem pretty phony baloney. These are the guys that were in the van. They were yes, tra- in the U-Haul. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, so there you go. 
What we do for real in other countries, we LARP around ourselves here against our own people. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I like brand new money. I just, I don't want any money around me that's not... I'd almost rather have a, a new one than a brand, than an old 20. Now, that's kind of dumb, isn't it? But there's something about new money that excites you. You like $100 bills? Oh, yeah. I like oh. new money, too. Oh, most beautiful thing on earth is a hundred dollar bill. I hadn't seen a woman as good looking as a hundred dollar bill. There's something about a hundred dollar bill that excites you. We are just blasting through the show today. This is great. We, of course, we have our third and final block coming up, which seems to be quite sizable. It's uh, a little longer, yeah. So thanking uh, some more of our producers who came in. We do want to recognize Cameron Rose with forty five. Let's see what Cameron says. Uh, Mo, thank you for another great episode. I knew you'd rise to the occasion. I really appreciate you bringing more information about the evils of eugenics to your producers. Yes, this was very good. Uh, first of my pushback was about the slandering of Darwin merely on the basis of the full title of Origins. I got a lot of pushback on this. Mm-hmm. This was simply and demonstrably false. Just read the book. Because some people misunderstand his work as no excuse to tar him with the same brush. Words matter. Well, I read the title of the book, uh, and that's where it came from. But, yeah, so you can't judge a book by its title? Would that be fair to say? In fairness, I did follow up with his other work that had very clear racist, you know, uh, genocidal tones. Yeah, Yeah, genocidal tones. So, I mean, we can't please everybody, so. Uh, words matter and we do ourselves a disservice when we debase them as the Marxists do. No. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you've made your point. I think we question everything and we're not jihadist about it. As to your question, Mo, and your quote from uh, dissent, you are correct. He is using the word race in the modern sense, but let me rewrite the quote for the modern ear. Quote, hundreds of years into the future, Europeans will almost certainly have killed, interbred, or culturally absorbed the Paleolithic people of the world. He doesn't advocate or delight in that statement. He just notes it as the inevitable conclusion of his own theories and observations, given the behaviors of the European. Okay, so I think what we're all saying here is he meant exactly what he wrote on the title. Doesn't mean he was a racist. How that that seems like what we're trying to get to here. Does that make sense? Uh, I can see how they can see that, but I will push back since they push back against me and say. That you say words matter and then you reshape his quote (laughs) for the modern ear. (laughs) Exactly. That was beautiful. Uh, But I love love you, Cameron. I love you. Oh, no. And of course, uh, back in the day, the racism was was not even considered racist, which is what it was. Just how you talk, how you were, how you acted. We've come a long way. Uh, And and in all fairness, we can't look at it through this. I understand their point. It's not missed on me, Cameron. They say it's very dangerous to look at words through the, the lens of today. Yeah, always. But my, my basis is that, as you said, that he was, con, you know, uh, it shaped his thinking. And his thinking shaped a lot of other people after him. Now, did they misuse or weaponize uh, his ideas? Possibly. Before and I, I after, before and after him. Before and right. after him. Of course. Of course. Great so, note, though. Yes, appreciate it. But, you know, for sure, that title is not something everybody knows. Unless you go look at it, you're like, oh, hold on a second. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Paul Yassi, uh, 4444, and says, please D-Debbie me. Sure. 
Congratulations. You're no longer a deadbeat. $40 from Ramon Lerma. Keep hitting it out of the park, guys. We certainly intend to. Brendan Guzman. Hey, Mo and Adam. 3333. Love the show. As an American living in the Netherlands for the last four years, I'm learning more about my homeland now than when I was living there. This is a donation for my 33rd birthday, August 24th. Sorry, we're a little bit late. Um, some home buying karma as my girlfriend and I enter the notorious Dutch housing market for the first time. Thanks for everything you do. And I think I should probably uh, give you a little biscuit for your birthday. They always though. give me a biscuit on my birthday. I'm sending you tons of good ass energy. Take that. Take that. Take that. You've got karma. Christopher DeBiase, 33, value for value. He says, thank you, received and appreciated. Colin, Colin Cunningham, um, $30. Netflix, regarding Netflix carrying water to what they think someone is. What was this about? What were we discussing? That's the, the covenant changing the cover art. Oh, oh, based right. On, <laughs> oh, based upon who you are, right. Oh, yeah, oh who they think this. you are. Oh, who they think you are. Uh, he says, I watch a lot of Japanese films and anime and the original Japanese and with subtitles so much, in fact, that Netflix started defaulting to the Japanese language track if one was available on English, German, Spanish language content. And I never changed anything in the setting. Something in the algo, I guess. Keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah, that is the point. The point is the assumptions. And in this place, that's the, that's the easiest algo. Oh, you look in a lot of this. We'll give you more of that. But mm-hmm. to um, to just assume that someone wants to see the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, February uh, Black History Month uh, series of trauma-based entertainment is a little insulting. Because I think that's Correct. where the discussion came from. And, and them thinking who you are and putting the most minute character of color on the cover art if they think you're a person person of color aka a color person and that, so that's 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 the real magic no, it's, of it it's better i think they know they know that they know what color you are they yeah. know they purchase the 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 mastercard visa history they know exactly what kind of color you are the, the thing that's insulting is the, the the shit they think that you like that's that's the one I, I don't think they are because my uh unscientific experiment is that they give me the white covers well, that's what they think you want. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's oh, not yeah. about what you are, but what you want. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Now, who it's you that are. that mad man. It's that mad scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. You know, it's true. If, if you put Mo and Adam next to each other, you, you may make some really strange assumptions about what we like and don't like. And as you and I know, we, we're like a lot of the same things. Right. It's just I usually watch them 20 years later. <laughs> Jared Westcott which gives you a, gives, give you a good perspective though it does Jared Westcott $25 thanks we appreciate that um, oh what is this in red here oh this, this is this is more pushback uh, this is Srinivas Murti $25 yeah, you remember this it's, it's, it involves a tweet but you can continue with the note uh, okay I'll read the note it may not have been in good taste to have tweeted my disagreement with the previous show Perhaps I should have held back, but it is but it is what it is. Unfortunately, can I you di- stop right there and just I'll explain why I tweeted it? Sure. In the actual show eighty five, I made a statement saying because I mispronounced, I thought I was mispronouncing a name, and I said somebody will discredit the whole show off of me mispronouncing a name. I actually made that point. And what name? What name was it? 
Well, I, I mispronounced, I think, Nietzsche. I thought uh, I was mispronouncing, but somebody Nietzsche. said Nietzsche. Nietzsche, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, I, somebody said I was saying it right. You said it a little different, but I made a point on that. It's like they'll take that and discredit <laughs> of course. everything I presented, but this was because of a different name. Oh. You actually referred to Aldous Huxley as oh, Adolphus Huxley. Right. Yes. And I, 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 this is why I kind of went quick into the second donation block because there's a lot of good notes. And a lot of good feedback. And we love the feedback loop. That's what makes the show better. That's value for um, value. That's how it works. You send it in. Exactly. We'll do it. So he tweeted, and it's not important. Like I said, this that it wasn't a personal thing with us because he actually made some great points. And we're saying other things that he brings up. It was just the fact that I said someone was going to do this. <laughs> and he just happened to be the person to do it. So it's nothing personal. And I think I said something rude back to him. I, we're not even going to, I didn't bring, <laughs> That's I will let you, what I do. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you uh, address that part of it, but I'll take my half of the uh, uh, involvement. Yeah, and you, you he, got, his tweet said, yeah, go no, go ahead. In the tweet, he said, who in the heck is Adolphus Huxley? That's who you refer to all this Huxley as at Mo, I mean, at Adam and at Mo facts show 85 reference him. Uh, wasn't it Aldous? Mo facts, Allah at last is becoming tedious and full of holes yet again. I didn't even say his name wrong. And you said Adolphus. And I was like, I don't know Adolphus. I didn't know if like it was his cousin or you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I don't know Adolphus. And but I'm just saying, like, you use a mispronounced name to go talk about a whole show full of holes. And then like I said, it's not make it personal, but address the holes, not the mispronunciation of a name. No, but uh, this, the discredit okay. person. So I've been person. I've been doing this for a long time. This is very typical in one right. way. That's very atypical in the other. Mm-hmm. Very typical is okay. that someone will you'll make a mistake and then someone will turn it into once again shows is no good because it's another fact that they're no good. That's what what people will do. But mm-hmm. of us then went back and donated. So this that's atypical, <laughs> and I got to give him big mad props for that. And I do too because it's that communicate. That's why I choked me saying to address the note in a respectful manner and make him understand. understand no, it. but listen, I wasn't picking no, on him. It was the fact this. that no, yes. listen to this. Let me read yes. this note. Oh, shut up, Srinivas. You're being. Nah, I was gonna. I was gonna be nice to you. Now nah, I'm gonna call you out. Unfortunately, I disagreed with many aspects of the episode that were clearly a reach. Doesn't mention any. Be that as it may, mm-hmm. I know. I now know the MoFax No Agenda Twitter family is a rabid bunch when someone criticizes shows. That's no, what just family. That's what cults do. <laughs> Sad to see it here. Of course, I've learned a lot from other episodes. For that, I'm grateful. One last thing, Adam. <laughs> I spiced up the GFY sandwich. Oh, with a special. In- that's what I. T- I told him to go have uh, one of those sandwiches. It was yeah. awesome. Namaste. It's all right. Srini I'm Mercy. just trying to figure out how I got sucked in it and discredited it, and I did nothing. I, I didn't, well, no, you know, but- when he says uh, Mo, then it's in this case, it's probably just more about the show in general, not necessarily you. Uh, right, but you know, so it, I, I but, just, yeah. but I can understand. You know that bo- that borders on racism, certainly <laughs> coming from uh, from uh, someone from uh, India or Pakistan <laughs> or Asia somewhere, and then to see you know right away accuse the black man. I got to tell you, that's what cults do. And I think the real <laughs> issue is, and it's not that. I think the real issue is that 
Darwinism, Dar- Darwinism, yeah, is a big third it's a hot rail, bu- hot button, hot button. It, it, it's uh, it's an unknown third rail. It's, I mean, I assumed it because it, it's uh, bases people base a lot of their beliefs off of that, uh, and it showed up. Which, I, like I said, I appreciate the pushback. There's something um, interesting going on. Which I'll just let's just touch the rail one more time. You know, we okay. have the James Webb Telescope uh, up and mm-hmm. and action. And mm-hmm. and I've been collecting uh, articles and blog posts, and uh, I haven't really found any published peer-to-peer studies yet. But astronomers are very concerned because they're not seeing what they're supposed to see. There should be red. I think it's called redshift or red phase or redshift. What mm-hmm. they're seeing is not an ever-expanding universe. Let's put it this way: there is, in general. No evidence to be seen of the Big Bang Theory. And there's, there's astronomers who are posting stuff like, have we been wrong about this? Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot more to come when it comes to Darwinism or evolution versus creation. It's going to be a very Throw interesting space time. in there, too. Throw yeah. space in there, too. It's a lot. It's, it's, and you're hearing the antiviral thing. Yeah, and really, yeah. The virus is real. I think we're going into a new age of, I don't want to say discovery, but revisiting some of the things that we just accept as givens. Well, it's going to be hard to, for people to revisit this one. This is a tough one. <laughs> and I think that this is maybe why I don't hear so much about the web telescopes. Like, oh, shit, that's not what we're supposed to see. You know, it's, it's dead stars. There's nothing growing. There's nothing expanding. It's completely the opposite of what they said. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but take great that, notes. Take that, and, and we're not a cult. A cult. <laughs> no, I take. Yeah, it's a little offensive, but that's typical. That's what people say. So, I'm not, and thanks for the support. If you donate, you can bitch all you want. Yes, we. <laughs> yes, and we'll read it. Gladly. Feel free, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Uncredible trucker, twenty dollars, and he says, as you rightly pointed out, Darwin did not come up with evolution; only popularized it. Western civilization learned of evolution through Western universities who taught of the Greek philosophers that debated evolution. They got it from the Hindus of India. See, this is why uh, Shrin is all pissed off. Mm, uh, Hinduism. I didn't, you know what? I didn't even read these two notes together like that. I mean, because it was, right. I'll read them as they come in. But that's, yeah. I didn't put Here it back well, to back like that either. And we, so. <laughs> we, we can't assume just by the guy's name that he's a Hindu. But in case he is, no. Hinduism teaches that all struggle to physically improve and transform in life also, not just reincarnation, becomes <clears throat> higher forms of life. Racism is built into the religion. They defend a racist Darwin as father of evolution because that's far easier than defending a racist ancient religion as the father of evolution. I'm uncredible, so pay attention to everything. Look at look it up yourself and... Uh, and I the, think he wants to fit. Yeah, I, you know, finish the line. And yeah. the truth will really. I got gotcha. you. No, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Hmm. So oh, that's interesting. So the idea here is instead of calling religion racists, they defend. Ah, it's just this is heady stuff. I, we need to we need to dive more into this. I I appreciate these notes. It gives me something to think about. I had no idea. It does, really. I had no idea this was going on. And I had no idea I was touching the third rail. So, I mean, that's, that's the cool thing about it. I usually announce it with pride. Like, we're going to a third rail. No, now you just got zapped. Yeah. Ow, what was that? Yeah. Uh, I'll be revisiting the rail, though. 
Here's some $20 from Christopher Smith. Uh, great show. Like getting the ADOS perspective. Thanks from Chris. Jennifer Cato, mm-hmm. 20. Carol Chase, 20. Grant Convey. Always looking forward to hearing your perspective and bringing up yet another book to add to my reading list. Thank you, Grant, with 20. Uh, H. Garrett, thanks for the great discussion on shows 84 and 85. Hope you like 86. Matthew Weaver, uh, 20. Eric Hoff, Barbs. Uh, then we have 15 from Eugene SV. These are $10. Uh, Jacques Delisle, Jeremy Cavanaugh, Benjamin Barlow, Walter Faust, uh, Terrence Lynch, Roberta Recchia, Vanessa Steinbach, Rorschach, and, Ro- and Rory White Photography. Fluffy Bottoms Farm, hello. We love seeing you guys there. Seth Peterson, again. Uh, Dwayne Spellman Jr., Arsonomics, Eric Runkel, Andrew Butterfield, and Aaron Sneed. Uh, then we have Johnny Hipwell with $9.99. Appreciated. Mark J. Asher with nine twelve. Uh, Vincent Farrell with 555, James Holly with 5, and he'd like a Mo Karma. We'll be happy to give that to you. <laughs> You've got Mo Karma. Joshua Goodson, uh, which is monthly subscription. Uh, $5. Thank you. We appreciate those monthlies. Uh, excellent deconstruction, he says. Terry Keller, the human subscription, $4.11. Oh, y'all about to say, get it right. Yeah. I got it. Yes. Uh, and Alexander Nelson, uh, $2.19. Thank you for paying attention, he says. And we appreciate all of this. If you'd like to learn more about how to support us, there's multiple ways to do it. Go to mofax.com or uh, direct a donation page at mofundme.com. Thank you again. It's nice. Good notes. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for supporting us uh, with time, talent, and treasure. Truly this time at the MoFax with Adam Curry, episode number 86. All right. So, D, well, it's actually a C block, but I had, like I said, I removed a sh- uh, another short block out of here. You know, I'm going to make another whole show out of. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, they kind of have this like that. It's like, oh, and it starts to bloom into a whole another rabbit hole. So, we got to talk about monkeypox. <laughs> and of all the things, of this, all no, the things, of all the things I need to talk about with you, it's monkeypox. I'm all ears. Monkeypox, because once I started reading into this, I see a lot of similarities of things that we talked about before on other shows. Um, but how the story began. Do you remember the story of the truck turning over with the monkeys and why nobody's uh, talking about that anymore? I most we laughed our asses off because this happened. It happened like a, a day before show day on No Agenda. It was a dump truck, right. which is what Dvorak thought. It's hilarious when there's an accident with a dump truck, and mm-hmm. then and then the the lady like uh, she went in and touched the monkey, and then the, the whole town was like, "Hey, there's a monkey. They couldn't find a monkey. Where's the monkey?" And that was ground zero of the monkeypox. And the reason why I bring this up is, you know, I always bring up old movies. We talked about Demolition Man and the things that pre-predictive, you know, pre, mm-hmm. pre, uh, pre-predictive programming yes. that was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Outbreak, the actual term Outbreak Monkey, <laughs> yep. you know, kind of came from that movie. It was popularized. That term was popularized by that movie. Sure. Where a monkey escaped in a rural area. You know what I'm saying? And then it created this pandemic. So what I want to do is revisit in these next two clips that actual crash. <laughs> Because it's it's been erased from my memory. I haven't heard anybody link that. Oh no, <laughs> no, no! We were the only ones who did it. We're like, this is it. We're all gonna die. We didn't know. We did. This is before monkey pox. Exactly. Like, we we were just doing the same thing. Oh, where's Dustin Hoffman? It's all over. This is outbreak. What idiot? What idiot touches the monkey? <laughs> all right. So let's get into the backstory. 
uh, of the wreck, and then we'll move forward to what I find disturbing about this whole narrative. Now to a bizarre story involving the crash of a trailer full of monkeys headed to a lab and a woman now experiencing health problems after coming in close contact with the primates. The woman says she has been put on preventative medicine for the next two weeks, but there are some questions tonight into what these monkeys were being used for and what they could have been infected with. Michelle Fallon never thought something like this would happen. I thought, well, zoo monkeys. You know, I didn't know these were animal test monkeys. After witnessing a crash on a Pennsylvania highway and stopping to help, she learned the truck was carrying 100 monkeys from East Africa, headed for a Missouri test lab. I thought they were, like, okay, like they had their shots, they're good, they've been checked. I didn't know they could have diseases or whatever. After checking to make sure the driver was okay, she went up to the trailer full of crates, thinking there were cats inside. They had this like green cloth over, so I peel up back and I go to stick my finger in there to try to pet it, and it pops its head up, and I'm like, oh, it's a monkey. Three of the monkeys escaped in the crash, and one was recovered. Two others were put down. Man, we had this moronic kid. I'm trying to think. It was like a teenager in his bedroom. Oh, man. What happened? Well, it was just, it was like, hey, man, it was just like this stoner dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look. I'll see if I can find it because it's a very funny clip if I can find it. I don't want to stop the flow. Yeah. So basically, she goes pets the monkeys, like, just to go fast forward a little bit. She ends up sick. And but nobody really talks about it, you know. And nobody, like I said, once this story kind of like fell off, the, you know, that cliff uh-huh. of you know relevance, nobody's revisiting it and say, "Is this a link?" You know, I'm. It's, it's interesting, the, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how how no one brings that back up. I totally agree. And I'm making a comparison to how we went all the way to China to find some bat in a meat market somewhere to say, that's the bat. Right. <laughs> you know, but we got truck, 100 monkeys tr- crashed, three escaped, two get killed. Uh, and all of a sudden, we have a thing called monkeypox spreading. I called that predictive programming right there. That's what I saw. So let's go ahead and get into number 25. Three of the monkeys escaped in the crash and one was recovered. Two others were put down. But the hours long escape forced health officials to issue an alert warning the community not to come into close contact with the primates because the species commonly spreads herpes virus B. I'm like, well, I was there. I touched everything. That alert leaving Michelle on edge and unsure of what to do. Her close contact later leading to pink eye and flu like symptoms. I walked through their poop. I touched their crates. I tried to pet them. So now I don't know what's going on. As a precaution, Michelle has now received her first rabies vaccination and has been prescribed antiviral medication as doctors continue to monitor her symptoms. The location of the CDC quarantine facility where these monkeys were headed and the type of research that they were going to be used for has not been released, but this type of monkey is often used in medical studies. Yeah, uh, 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 uh. This is so weird. Now, 
Now, I'm glad you brought, you brought it, this up because I, I remember we brought it up. Say, hey, but this was kind of before it was a big thing. And now I, ah, then it just became vaccines and men who have sex with men got distracted from where it came. But it clearly came from gay guys. That's what everyone said. Didn't come from a truck. That's what they said. So we have to go. As I went down this rabbit hole, I'm just going to share with y'all what I found. And so fast forward. They said it wasn't lethal, but then we have the first death in Texas. 26. Patient in Texas, the first reported death of an American with monkeypox. The exact cause of death is unknown, but the patient did have the virus. And tonight there's also growing concern over children getting this. Stop. At least 30. Did you hear what he just said? Uh, what, tonight we have a growing concern over children getting this? No, 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 no. What, what he said about how the guy died. Oh, it's, it's t- totally it- unclear if it was from monkeypox. Right. The guy's it's, it's, dead. It's the COVID thing again. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Totally. He died. So this is the first person to die who had monkeypox. We don't know if it's from monkeypox, but the way they frame that, it's like, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Here, here we go again. Of, didn't we learn anything? <laughs> well, or it, did we learn something? Hey, the, the, the analog with the HIV AIDS crisis is, is uncanny in this. And it's from the same people. It's from the Fauci's and the, well, Burks is no longer there. It's the same mm-hmm. idea. And he goes, oh, no, you, you, oh, it's, it's, you only get it from sex with men. And then, oh, you might get it from a, from a towel. Oh, kids could get it. Uh, it's, it's sickening. It's the same playbook. I'm old enough to remember. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, don't, I want, I just want to, at, at, sporadically as we go through this or as they occur, let's just point out the, 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 uh, commonalities between how they're addressed, how they, how they address COVID and how now they're addressing monkeypox. We can continue on with the clip. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Patient I'll start it over. Texas, the first reported death of an American with monkeypox. The exact cause of death is unknown, but the patient did have the virus. And tonight, there's also growing concern over children getting this. At least 31 cases in children here in this country. And ABC's Maria Villarreal from Texas. Tonight, the first reported death of an American with monkeypox. Officials say the patient was a severely immunocompromised adult who died at a Houston area hospital. This patient also had underlying health conditions and had a number of things going on. And I think that uh, additional investigation is needed to know what role monkeypox may or may not have played in their death. The CDC today stressing that death from monkeypox is rare. Of the nearly 50,000 cases around the world, just 15 have been fatal. Oh, yeah. This is total bullcrap. Total <laughs> bullcrap. It's the first death. Yeah. It's the, we, have, we have the first death. In we the, got one. And what's up with Texas? Didn't they have, wasn't that with Ebola? The first yeah, guy with Ebola, wasn't yeah. that in Texas? Remember that? And so it was like, it was live on every single station. The first man with Ebola has been flown in. And, they, and then they had the ambulance out there. <laughs> and, it, and, it's like, and, the, and the dude just pops out and like, hey, I got Ebola. I'm going in now. It was like, what? Where was the hazmat suits? Remember they had the people, like they had hazmat suits in one part of the operation. And then just some rando dude with a clipboard. Okay, good right. to go, Ebola man. Why don't you? <laughs> and where's he at now? <clears throat> That's Why don't we get any follow up 
<clears throat> from well, any of these stories. Well, where's the not trauma? the monkey lady? Yeah, there's no not trauma. Not the Ebola there's man. There's no trauma in that. If we can't traumatize people, why bother? You you taught us that. Oh man, you taught us that. All right. So uh, let's get into the second part of this clip. The vast majority of U.S. infections have been in men who have sex with other men, but at least 31 children have also contracted monkeypox including an infant who was exposed to the virus by a family member and treated at a Seattle hospital. The main thing that the patient was experiencing was the rash and complications of the rash. And David, for children, there is no evidence right now that there is transmission within schools so far. Here in Texas, officials are reporting nine pediatric cases. And the CDC is warning there is preliminary evidence that suggests in children under the age of eight, the illness can be more severe. David? We're going to have to watch this very closely. Maria V. Real in Texas. Maria, thank you. I'll be watching very closely. Anything could happen. how, (laughs) How is it? And this is a huge question that floats around the Internet. How is it that it's pop it's passed from gay man to gay man according to the narrative, but then also all of a sudden pops up in kids and dogs. You, goggles curry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I've been, I've, I'm I, getting there. I've been I'm on, getting there. I've been on the monkeypox beat for a while, man. I, uh, I, I, and you're from the future, so I mean that doesn't help. Uh, so yeah, but this is a and it's becoming a. You know, you know how those kids got it, right? You know how those kids oh, got yeah, it, right? Of course. It, how do you think the dogs got it? It see, mm-hmm. and this is is could this be labeled as misinformation, or malinformation, or Dude, disinformation? It's so bad, it is so bad. Let me see, monkey kids that they're not even they're not even trying to discuss it. Like, oh, you know, oh, there's some kids, some kids. And they just walk right over after they literally said, oh, only men who have sex with men. And there's some kids. What? I mean, there's, they're either leaving it out purposely. It's complete psyop meant to confuse. That's, I think that your, your point is well made there because this is definitely of that level. And uh, to another gloss over in, sim- <clears throat> in, in a similar fashion was when you had the, uh, the abortion case of the 10-year-old little girl getting pregnant. Yeah, perfect example. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it was... Huh? Let's oh, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, if that happened, how, let, how did where, she get pregnant? Let's arrest this person. No, no, we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about, you know, we didn't have had to fly her to another state. But I'm just saying, I'll bring that up not to trigger anybody because that's not what I want to do. Is the fact that they pick and choose mm-hmm. how they want to cover things, but at the same time, this spell doesn't work on everybody, and all it does is make you ask even more questions. Like, hold on, how did the kids get monkeypox? You know, how how did you know how did this ten year old you know become pregnant? And, and the media is it's just complicit with covering it up, um, which I find very disturbing. Here, here just on that here. level, like here, when me, you get me, to that point, like straight out gaslighting. Let me give you the dog. Uh, let me give you the dog story. It's thirty seconds. All right. This is the dog story. Good morning at 6 11. A monkey. Yeah, this is your breakfast. Hey, it's 6 11. <laughs> 
Good morning. At 6-11, a monkeypox case in France appears to have spread from humans to a dog. According to a case published in the Lancet Medical Journal, two men who live in the same household contracted the virus. About two weeks later, their dog, a four-year-old Italian greyhound, started to have symptoms of its own and tested positive for monkeypox. The couple says it co-sleeps with the dog. Now, this is believed to be the first human-to-dog transmission of the monkeypox virus. Yeah, yeah, and then they get... Then sleeps. Then they bring in the doctor, the doctor, and they said, well, mm-hmm. uh, so tell us a little bit more about this. You mentioned a little bit, Dr. Lippman, some of the symptoms we might see in our pets. If you can just go over those with us to as to what to look out for, and then what can we as pet owners do? And she'll talk about this specific dog. To avoid mm-hmm. any sort of transmission. Yeah, so symptoms, again, it's developing, uh, but they can be very general. So for just like in people, I think general malaise, uh, being feverish, not feeling well, not wanting to eat, uh, to having those pustules or vesicles. Um, again, this dog had them uh, around his mouth, mm. around his anus, and on his abdomen. And these mm. are signs uh-huh. that, again, can be so easily overlooked as so something else. you got a furry else. guy or a furry yeah, gal. That, that too. So, you know, if they're not feeling well in any way and you know that they've had known exposure, then it's really important to tell your vet so everybody can be safe. And at no point did they ever say, how does that work? I thought it was just men who have sex with men. Is it now just skin contact? No, it's men who have sex with men. And if they just happen to be around dogs and babies. I mean, the whole thing is nuts. But you remember, we have a clip from Nilly Fuller, and I know we probably can't find it, but I'll just surmise what it says. Remember, he's like, I'm in the bear. It, it said, like, the bear, bears where you really got it going on, and they'll normalize it. Yeah. And, and kind of here we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You don't ask any question. Right around his mouth and his butt, you know, but uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any questions. No huh? questions. Excuse- whoa, no whoa. questions. No questions. We got no questions. <laughs> Damn, Greyhound, Greyhound, uh, Greyhound wasn't fast enough. But um, let's go. Uh, <laughs> yes. So now we got to go back. Uh, 69, Operation Infection, because this is talking about the media, disinformation, how they accuse the Russians of weaponizing a story about AIDS trying to kill black people. So we gotta, I want to revisit that, these next two clips, uh-huh. because they talk about what we're talking about here, the media and uh, how they plant stories and that kind of thing. So let's go ahead and get in first in the 28th. Okay, so to start, let's go back to July 1983 and all the way over here, New Delhi, India. This is when a remarkable story appears in a newspaper called The Patriot. It claims the HIV virus was secretly created by US government scientists as a weapon to kill African Americans and gay people. It even names a facility, Fort Detrick in Maryland, where the virus was supposed to have been concocted. It's a crazy allegation printed in a small newspaper. No big deal, right? But fast forward just a couple of years and look what's happening. The story is spreading all over Africa. A scientific report's even published by two East German biologists who say they can prove AIDS is made in the USA. All these articles are from just a few months at the end of 1986. And then somehow it ends up here. A Soviet military publication claims the virus that causes AIDS leaked from a U.S. Army laboratory conducting experiments in biological warfare. That's Dan Rather reading a fake news story to millions of unwitting Americans on national TV. 
But don't be too hard on Dan. This was one of the greatest cons ever carried out on a global scale. And we're going to show you how it was pulled off. Where was this from again? This, uh... this was the New York Times. It was the Operation Infection, because remember, you were looking at Operation Infection. Mm-hmm. from. Our, it was one of our greatest podcast moments in the history of this show. Because I didn't know you were walking down that, that <laughs> rabbit hole. And I, you know, we crossed paths on the Operation Infection because that was something new that they were using. Yeah. Um, and I looked at it from the historic standpoint. From the 80s and 90s, you mean? Yeah, from the yeah. 86 report yeah, from Dan yeah. Rather. Yes, and, yes, yes, yes. And how, like I said, it seems very plausible now. I mean, when you look, at, look back on history and it's kind of like what we do, why we do the show? Because... It sounds crazy at the time. Like, oh, it came out of a lab in America. But like now you look at like, yeah, that's very believable. And, and if, then you if, look forward with the monkeys. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, not just, but look at uh, COVID with uh, gain of function, mm-hmm. the research, which was being done in the United States and then was illegally outsourced and shipped off to China. So it doesn't mean that they didn't screw it up accidentally or purposely. But yeah. I mean, there's the, the we discovered, although it only was for a brief moment in the news cycle, that the Department of Defense of the United States uh, has been operating multiple bio labs in Ukraine. Does it get right. any crazier than that? <laughs> so you tell me, it's really disappointing. You know, it's like, oh, so we're actually could also be the a holes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's okay. It's fun. It's fun to blame Russia, and and they got they got their own tricks. They're not bad. They know what they're doing, right? I mean, we're going to get to possibly some of their tricks. But let's go ahead and get to the second part of the uh, Operation Infection throwback clip. The KGB let the story go quiet for a couple of years after India, but with AIDS still making scary headlines in '85, they revived it this time in a prominent Moscow newspaper. And the source for this story, you guessed it. It's brilliant, really. They've repeated the story, but concealed their hand, distancing themselves from the lie they started. So we're now into 1986, and the KGB want to add gravitas to this lie. So they look around for a scientist, a human face, someone who can back up the lie with data. And, no joke, this is the dude they found. This is Dr. Jacob Segal. Remember I said the report had two authors? Well, here comes the co-author now. It's his wife, Lily. Believe it or not, these two wrote that report that claimed to have evidence AIDS was created in a U.S. government lab. This scientific gobbledygook. And, you know, you read this stuff and who can understand it? But it purports to be proof. The thing is, it worked. The KGB made sure the Segal report was read by journalists all over Africa, and they kept on pushing it until it went, well, viral. It appeared in 200 reports in 80 countries. Even the Daily Express in London runs with it. And finally, on March 30th, 1987, the KGB hits the jackpot. A Soviet military publication claims claims the the virus virus that causes causes AIDS leaked. leaked. Good times. Yeah, you heard about that everywhere. And especially that time, I was just going from the Netherlands to New York. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a exciting time in my life. But I remember this was, this was a, uh, there were books, there was all kinds of stuff coming out. Right. And then you add a little magic in there and, and there you have yeah. it. You know, you have a whole worldwide pandemic. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to, th- this two throwback clips is going to lead us in two different directions. One, 
which I'll cover second, is the media planning stories for use later on. And that's kind of how they said that they, they you you always mention this about the CIA or put something in a in a foreign small newspaper, newspaper, foreign newspaper, foreign newspaper, mm-hmm. and then they'll reference back to that. Yep. So yep. we're gonna cover that second, but the first part is how AIDS was disproportionately and even targeting black and gay people. Well, fast forward, monkeypox <laughs> is now disproportionately affecting black men. A new report shows the monkeypox outbreak is disproportionately affecting black men here in Georgia. And right now, the FDA is working on a new strategy to stretch the vaccine supply as we see cases jump by the hundreds week to week. Week to week. 11 Alive Joe Ripley is here to explain why this new guidance is especially critical for communities of color. Joe. Today, we confirmed two employees within the Fulton County government have tested positive for monkeypox. They are currently in isolation. The virus spreads through close person-to-person contact as well as respiratory fluids to Today, we dug into the disparities of the disease when it comes to people of color. Georgia currently has the fourth highest number of monkeypox cases in the country. State health officials say more than 80% of cases here are in black men. And yet, the vaccination numbers show almost an even distribution of vaccines to black and white Georgians. Historically and today, we consistently see that these are communities that receive less health care, less access, and have less trust of the health care system. Dr. Jody Guest, Vice Chair of Epidemiology at Emory University's Rollins School of Public Health, says there's a sense of urgency to use what little vaccine supply the state has on hand to respond to the current outbreak. I don't think we um, are yet at a spot where we would say we have a handle on this. We need to consistently get the messaging out about prevention, who's most at risk, and we need more vaccines to give them to communities that are at highest risk. Well, I demand an update to the news story. It should be okay. black, black men who have sex with men. Or men that have sex with black men. I mean, like, yeah. well, there's no, no, black no, men involved. No, 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 hold on, because she said, if I understood the story, magically, uh-huh. Um, even though vaccination rates for black and white men in the in those communities mm-hmm. are equally the same, we have more black men with. If I understood the story right, well, it's a little different than how she she said it that black men are being affected by it, mm-hmm. but the the vaccine distribution is equal, right? So you're getting more affected people getting actually less vaccines than they need. I, I have warned against this so many times in the past months. So, What's that? <laughs> to, to pay attention to what's going on. The, the, they have a magic solution. Monkeypox is like, it's, a, it's just a name. You know, it's pox. It could be smallpox. Mm. It's, 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 it's all these variations. The vaccine has not even, they don't even know if it works and they admit it. Oh, let's go get another vaccine. Well, it's even worse than that because, as you heard them say, the supply is low. Yes. So they yeah. came up with this great idea mm-hmm. to, you know, make the most of the supply they have. And you'll hear that in uh, 31. The fight against the monkeypox virus. The U.S. Health Department officially today declared a national public health emergency for monkeypox, George. Sure did. The new state of emergency allows for a stronger federal response. Monkeypox has infected more than 500 Georgians and over 6,600 Americans. Today's declaration means more money and resources are coming from the federal government. This is thousands of people in the U.S. deal with fevers, body aches. Le- what was that? Infl- from the U.S. government. What was that all about? Mm. 
That was an interesting little inflation. I don't know why he did that. It's coming from the U.S. government. Oh, Uncle Sam to the rescue. I don't know what he was saying. It means more money and resources are coming from the federal government. Woo! That's right. $30 billion. $30 billion. What? I said cha-ching. Yeah, big cha-ching. And, and it's like folded up with $13 billion more to Ukraine. Yeah, we need forty-seven. Yeah, it's for COVID and monkeypox and uh, big and, pharma. And they're going to get paid to run ads. Oh, and, yeah. oh and, You know, in uh, public Mo, service announcements. I'm telling you, yeah. we, can, we can clean up if we do the following. If, if we were shitheels, uh-huh. we could go together. It'd be perfect. Ebony and Ivory. Look, man, <laughs> clearly we have the in to the black community, right? So if you want uh, people to learn about the monkeypox vaccine, you hire Mo Facts with Adam Curry. And we'll make sure your message gets out to the right people. It would be perfect. You know, I, I'll take 30%. <laughs> And now you hear why he was like. Now you hear he was saying, "Ooh, ooh more ooh, money, more, ooh. more money." Yeah, probably. And, yeah, yeah. You're right. Probably because oh, oh, I can probably do some more gigs and promote it. There's mm-hmm. thousands of people in the U.S. deal with fevers, body aches, lesions, and fatigue. And now we're hearing from the first woman to contract monkeypox in Georgia. Channel what? 2's Audrey Washington live at yeah. the CDC in DeKalb County. Audrey, the woman believes she somehow contracted the virus at work. She's a cashier, so she believes she contracted the virus by touching money and then touching her face. She told me she's Uh coming forward with her story because she wants to educate more people about the monkeypox virus. Just a warning. Some of the images you are about to see are graphic. I'm in the healing stages. As you can see, like my face is starting to scab up. It's been about a month and Camille Seaton is still recovering. I waited on the results and... It was positive. I had monkeypox. These are pictures of the lesions that started to form on Camille's face. Thursday, the Biden administration declared monkeypox a public health emergency. According to the CDC, there are more than 500 monkeypox cases in Georgia. Infectious disease doctors say those currently impacted the most by the virus are gay or bisexual men. But doctors also say that anyone can contract the virus through close contact. Camille is a cashier. And believes she likely caught monkeypox at work. Yeah, so I heard enough of these stories now. Of the, oh, an exception. Mm-hmm. A woman. Oh, a child. Oh, a dog. And of course, you know, like everyone else, I'm the 15-year-old like, oh, dude, what were you doing with the, with the dog? Right. However, I think there's a very distinct possibility knowing that when they say men who have sex with men, they're very, and I've done the research in this, they're talking specifically about men who go to big orgy parties and have, you know, weekends like Fire Island and, uh, and, you know, they're messing about multiple sex partners. They're already vaxxed and boosted to the gills. They may mm-hmm. have weakened immune system because of that. I'm still not 100% convinced this monkeypox isn't a virus at all but could just be an expression of something that's coming out because your immune system has been altered. And it would be perfect, just like HIV, which I have very set uh, opinions about, that Mm -hmm. HIV, um, uh, it hit double hard with with the 70s and 80s partying gay group because they were doing poppers and coke and, and probably, you know, probably still are multiple sex partners. It wears you down. You know, I've spoken to many doctors who said, HIV, if I can give you super vitamin C for two weeks, you'd be fine. Um, but, you know, instead they gave them uh, rejected cancer drugs and killed people. 
Right. So this to me, I am not so sure that this is an actual virus. This, this could just be something that you may show if you've under the right circumstances of being, you know, of your immune system being tampered with. That's one school of thought. So I'm going to bring up a couple items. One, we have to always keep in mind something we talked about in the show, the down low brother. Or the quote unquote down low brother, the one that's a gay man mm-hmm. that goes back and sleep with women. Mm-hmm. Either and the reason I call him down low is it's secretly mm-hmm. they're secretly gay. Mm-hmm. So could that be a way that they introduce this into the heterosexual population? Because this is how AIDS made the jump. Yeah. Again, I just well, I'm, I mean, just, I was just assuming that it is a virus and it's not a response to. I can't. That's why I, I brought that up. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I can't, in any good conscience, even consider that any of what we were told about AIDS was true, or monkeypox, mm-hmm. or COVID, or any of it. And you know, so when you get into it's making the jump, then you're already presuming all these things. Like, is it a sexually transmitted disease or not? You know, they, no one's even. And they won't. That they question. won't. They won't. Right, they always skirt it and like, oh, you know, you can get it through close contact, but they never say so, sexual intercourse. If anything, uh, this is this we we really don't know, I and mean, we really don't have the information. And and as we know, the science can change within uh, two years if it's advantageous and your vaccines don't work. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. These are just stories. You know, how did this poor woman, did she have a down low brother? I don't know, man. And by the way, I think. Well, she lot- said she got it for money. That's what she says. Which we that, saw that from COVID. We saw that yes. with COVID too. Remember that was the, oh, yes. COVID spreading on money. But so I, this, I, I would wager, again, I would yeah. wager we'd have a lot more white women getting monkey pox if that were true. I think there's a lot more down low white brothers than there are down mm-hmm. low black brothers. Right. So, so I, I'm just saying, what I'm just saying is. We have to look at all of this, his history. It's in Atlanta, high gay population. Totally. That's kind of how AIDS made the jump over from being a gay disease into being a, a majority now, predominantly uh, a black woman disease. I mean, when you look at the AZT commercials, it's either mm-hmm. a, a black woman or a black not, trans not woman. Not AZT, uh, PrEP. PrEP. I mean, not PrEP, but it's PrEP, PrEP. A- AZT so is when you look at those, <laughs> Right. So I'm just saying, so when you look at that, it's like, okay, I'm just, I'm just showing what I found along my hard, rabbit hole. Hard to say. And mm-hmm. I, and cause you can't go by commercials anymore. I mean, right. they're, they're advertising with, uh, stuff with black people for everything. You see it. I'm talking about the historical ones. The, oh, the, the, oh, historical, the historical ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, right. it was always right. still a combination. It was like a white man, gay man. Right. And then it'll be a black woman. Always together. Together was the best. Right. Those two. Yeah. And then it used to be a black woman. And then it'll be either a gay black man and then a trans black woman. That was kind of the makeup. And you got, you could opt out one of the white guys with a brown guy. You know, I mean, that was kind of the formula. And I'm not, I'm not being being flippant, but that was the actual true formula of these commercials. I had this thought the other day. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was yesterday or the day before. You know, because I, I think, look, obviously, we've been through the eugenics. We we see genocidal tendencies, eugenicists. We know where it comes from. America, foam finger number one. Oops, that Hitler guy's taking it too far. Tone it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, this, but it's still kind of there. I think it's possible that none of these people are truly evil. They don't want to 
be personally responsible for killing people. But kind right. of the idea that there's all these different things put together wear down your immune system. You become weak. The gene pool becomes weaker. Uh, sperm becomes less potent. And just slowly, just slowly, we're kind of melting away. And they have all these different little things, and they put names on them. But it's really just, you know, they've debased our money. They've debased our food. They've debased our uh, what health actually of life. is, <laughs> quality of life, you know, education. So we shouldn't be surprised that, you know, this is just another part of it. and. And I think we're just being led around by the nose for most of these things, like oh, oh virus, you know, put a mask on, do this. That. If if mon- monkeypox, oh, monkeypox, you can't really get it. To you, it really has to be sexual contact. Come on. It's and to be the- honest with you, I am probably and you included. We are probably the least two likely people to catch monkeypox out of the whole population because we're married, yeah, we're <laughs> monogamous we, men, and we didn't take the shot. If that's what, if that's a part of and, it, and you include that as well. But I feel it my responsibility to present what I found. Sure, and I and I, I was ninety percent where you're at, but uh oh. I found something to make me start to question what the hell is going on here. So Uh first, I set the last clip up wrong because I said that was going to explain about the vaccine. That was actually the women catching it now uh, via money. (laughs) You know, it couldn't be the doubt. They couldn't use the download brother, you know what I'm saying, uh, excuse yet. But now it's money. And it's like, oh, like, okay, I I don't know how that works. But um, and the other question is, should strippers be worried then? Atlanta's like the strip club club capital. That's right. Cheetahs. If, if monkey pops can flow on dollar bills. <laughs> well, they did. That. Remember, they, that's why they, uh, that's why we don't have any cash in most of the world now after COVID. You know, China, right. China showed all these pictures. Oh, we're destroyed. We're dis- disinfecting the money. It's dirty money. And all over Europe, people went 100% uh, digital, no cash. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a lot of narratives being it, weaved in this. All the elements. So, this is CBS News, Dr. Isaac Boganosh, Bogogoch, B O G O C H, Bogoch. Let's see. Uh, he's going to explain now about the vaccine and the new tech and the new sophisticated system they're using to make the most of our vaccines um, that we do have. Dr. Isaac Bogosh back with us to give us a primer in this, an infectious diseases specialist from Toronto. Good to see you, Dr. Bogosh. Welcome back. Thank you. Great to see you as well, Heather. Let's help us understand this, Dr. Bogosh. Number one, what is monkeypox? Monkeypox is a, it's a viral infection, and it's endemic to parts of West Africa and Central Africa. When it is not infecting humans, it lives in rodents, and this is what we call a zoonotic infection where it can jump from non-human animals into humans. And as you point out, there have been outbreaks uh, in West and Central Africa. And, and once in a while, uh, a case has been able to get someone who gets on a plane, fly somewhere distant, and, and there have been uh, you know, cases detected over the last few years periodically in, uh, in Europe or in the Americas or, or elsewhere in, around the world in Asia. And, and, you know, occasionally those result in onward transmission to a few other people. But uh, what we're seeing now is a, a much larger outbreak than what normally happens when a case gets exported from Central or West Africa. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Oh, once again, I did a poor setup. This is when I start to gain, ask, is this gain a function? 
because or okay. or is it you I can see from where you stand and like I said I was with, on board with you 90% of you know maybe it's a response to people that were vaccinated you know compromised immune system you have this flare up you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. but he said that, that one what troubles me is rats rodents mm-hmm. it travels through rodents mm-hmm. so we got to keep that in mind where I'm going with this but then two um you got the rats and then you have the it's what did it spread that easy now all of a sudden it's exploding and even yeah. you not hear the cases it's like 50 to 500 <laughs> to 5,000 it's like whoa it, it shouldn't spread this way is this gain of function or, if it's or not whatever. the way you see it yeah or whatever it, what is it just what is it right and why is it spreading uncommonly like it typically would you know, this, these are questions that we need to ask. So, um, where do we stop at? Uh, we're we 30, 33 at? is next. Okay, let's go. Let's see. Let me make sure I set up 33. No, 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 no. We don't, hold on. Did I miss one? We don't, you already covered that. You already covered that 33. Oh, okay. With the dog. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> the rodents, dogs. <laughs> I, I, yeah. You know, so, <laughs> okay. You beat me to the punch <laughs> on that one. Uh, so, he goes on to explain how... Uh, COVID, I mean, monkeypox is not the same as COVID. Some same, people same say it's clip. similar. You might hear words that it's similar to chicken pox. It, it is and it isn't. With chicken pox, when you see the skin lesions, those classic skin lesions emerge, they're of different ages. So some are erupting at the same time that others are receding and scabbing over. With monkeypox, it's, it's similar to an infection that has been eradicated from planet Earth. It's similar to smallpox in that the lesions typically are all the same age. They'll usually erupt mostly at the same time, and they'll roughly be uh, at the same level of development. And, and fortunately, the vast majority of people will will uh, recover from this and will do just fine. But, you know, there, there obviously can be uh, people on the sicker end of the spectrum. Luckily, that's the minority of cases. And so far to date, we haven't heard of any uh, people impacted by this that have had a more severe uh, illness but but of course we know we know what can happen it makes me ask so it's gone from it seems from animals to human uh, what we know about the cases in Montreal is these were cases reported by sexual transmitted infectious uh, infection clinics awaiting final confirmation but they were the clinics that flagged this and it seems to be and in cases in Europe as well gay men bisexual men men who have sex with men uh, as far as transmission what do we understand about how it's transmitted and could there be a sexual transmission component to this you know it's interesting he brings up um Chicken pox, which is another pox, mm-hmm. because one of the side effects of the heart uh, the heart dart is um, mm-hmm. uh, shingles, which is another form of chicken pox. Correct. So this could be all kinds of stuff. But okay, well, now we're going we're going to learn about is it a sexually transmitted disease? This is my question. And before we get there, I have the question. I have the observation. And this is just my personal view on it. If I didn't know what was going on or have a clue of what was going on, uh, I about to say smallpox. Uh, Monkeypox wouldn't have to kill me to make me scared of it. Just catching it, sure. You see what I'm saying? Like it's like a non-lethal, but it's just as effective because <laughs> nobody yeah. wants that. I mean, COVID, you could be like, oh, I'll catch COVID and I'll beat it, you know, in a couple of weeks and, you know, drink some orange juice and I'll be right. 
monkeypox, eh, that's a little different story. When you talk about I'm covered with large pus filled. Oh pox. yeah, oh yeah, and it takes like, three to four I, weeks before they're all gone. It's nasty. I've 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 done some research. It's not pretty. So you see what I'm saying? It's it's not non lethal, but it's just as scary. I think the whole, th- you know, all of these things are intended to be just such. This is a perfect one. And I think it's kind of being downplayed maybe purposely a little bit, but it's, it's, it, it has to work at a psychological level on almost everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. Me but, included. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. And I'm probably one of the more rational people that you want to meet. I mean, I believe so. Um, but it's still in the back of my mind. Really? I don't use public toilets anymore. I mean, I, I actually changed the way I, I mean, no, I mean, no, <laughs> I can't take that risk. I'm, and, and I'm just being honest with people. So it's working. Of course. It, you know, well, the, and you get a good, well, well, Mo, going, Mo, Mo, like, we, we go back in your house. This is, this is an, I, this is an ongoing agenda. Did we miss the polio? Uh-huh. Polio coming back. Uh, we had that in New York City. That's kind of gone a little bit now because, you know, orange man, bad raid. Uh, polio. We had tomato, mm-hmm. uh, what was it tomato flu uh, in, uh, in mm-hmm. parts of the world? <laughs> yeah, tomato flu. I haven't flu. heard that one. Yeah, tomato <laughs> flu. It's a real thing. <laughs> you don't know about tomato flu? Uh, <laughs> no, you got me on that one. <laughs> Here, I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even as the spread of deadly COVID-19 virus still prevails across India, the threat of another virus is now threatening the masses. According to the latest report, India has reported 82 cases of tomato flu. Or you see, I'm not messing around. Tomato flu. So this- that monkeypox hit different, though. <laughs> I'm just saying that monkeypox. I'm just being honest with you, like, bro. Like, I mean, it's all psychological. I mean, we could throw a million things. Oh, where's HPV? We need to be bringing that back. Oh, you get cervical cancer, throat cancer. Remember Michael Douglas? Uh, yeah, I got it from my wife. You know what I was doing? This is. I have distrust in all of it. I don't want any of it. I hear you, but I'm mm-hmm. very distrusting of what is real. What is really going on here? Where is it coming from? Is it really a virus? What's happening? I have the same questions that you do, but, but I just had to but. be honest in the back of my mind. Yeah, well, it's working. You know, it's, it's, you wash your hands a little more. You know, like I said, I don't use public bathrooms anymore. I mean, you, you change the, I mean, just me personally, make sure you're saying I'm going to have a, be able to make it home. And you're saying leave home and make it back home before I have to use the bath, you know, because, and it you. reminds me of AIDS. You know what I'm saying? In that same way. Like, oh, you know, don't use public bathrooms, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing with AIDS. There you go. It's working. Being in, in this vain society that we lived in, this is worse than COVID. Oh, because you see, you got, you, got, you got sores on your face. Yeah, that's bad. For months. And you know what I'm saying? You can't hide this <laughs> for a couple yeah. of days and be like, Thanks, no. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> ah, like that, I'm, I'm just got to be honest with you guys. Like mm-hmm. the monkey pots got me shooketh. Really? Um, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry about that. I don't think you have to worry. Oh, okay. Uh, like, let's see if you say that by the end of the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Not to scare you, not to traumatize no, you in any way, okay. but I'm ready. I'm ready. If, if you knew what I knew, uh, number 35, let's, uh, as, he's going to follow. Yeah, go ahead. 35. 
far as transmission, what do we understand about how it's transmitted, and could there be a sexual transmission component to this? Right. So this is obviously this is very interesting as well. So we know. Uh, first of all, let's acknowledge that there's not a ton known about this. This is what we call a neglected tropical infection or a neglected tropical disease, in the sense that it's along with many other infections that plague low-income countries. There's just not a ton of research on this, but there is some, and we do know something about this based on some of the outbreaks in the past and some of the studies. We know that people can get this by direct contact with some of the lesions or direct contact with. Uh, uh, bodily fluids from infected people from close contact with individuals, so uh, you know, being in close proximity for a prolonged period of time. And of course, there are, there still are more distant contact, uh, or sorry, more distant uh, infections. Those don't seem to be the majority, but that certainly can happen. When we talk about people uh, getting this infection through uh, through sexual contact, what's really unknown is, was that just because of close and direct contact with the lesion, or was it actually sexually transmitted? Before we One completely more. discard the sexual transmission, I think it's fair to acknowledge that, you know, Ebola virus recently was found to be transmitted through semen. Zika virus as well was found to be transmitted through sexual means as well. So I think it's fair to keep an open mind on that mode of transmission. But it's based on what we know. Close proximity is the main mode of transmission. Now, that's kind of weird because he's like, oh, we just found out that if you have sex, you can transmit it. Seems like that would be the case if you can get it from touching. Well, I, and that's why I wonder what their definition of sexually transmitted is like the bodily, actual sexual fluid carry it. Yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing instead of just, I, I hate to be graphic, but like the pustule erupting mm-hmm. and it contacts your skin and then you catch it. You know, because that was kind of thing like, because when my grandma, I don't put it in your mouth, you get AIDS in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like that was... Who said that? I remember her. Your grandma. My grandma. I, re- I remember, like, we were little, like, I had a habit well, of chewing well, hold pins. On, but hold on. What was she telling yeah. you not to put in your mouth? Pins. Oh. I had a notorious okay. habit. But, hey, easy. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had a notorious habit of chewing, like, pin tops. And mm. I remember, like, I was little, like, five, six years old. I was, that'd be 85, 86. She was like, oh, you're going to get AIDS in the mouth. And, like, wow. that was, like, the, I remember. So Thanks, Grandma. Yeah, so that brought me in my habit of chewing. Well, my, my, uh, my, now, I used to chew pen caps, and my mom yeah. would say, don't do that because if you inhale it, you'll die. I got it, that one as well. Because it gets I mean, stuck yeah. in your throat, and then you won't be able to yeah. breathe. Yeah. yeah, so I got that one I never well. got the AIDS one. I mean, I got gypped. I should have been threatened with AIDS. That's cool. So he brings <laughs> up this. Grandma. You can, yeah, grandma, like grandma. No, she's like, baby, get that out of your mouth. You want to get AIDS in the mouth. And it's like, okay, grandma, like, AIDS, you know. No wonder you're traumatized, Mo. Come on, I get it. This is, that's bad, man. The reason why I traumatize is the bumps, man. Like, that's, like I said, it's oh, mentally you can make the jump and say, you know what, COVID, I'll be down for a couple of days. I'll drink some orange juice, you know, maybe take some horse paste. I'll be back up, you know. But being covered in huge pustule, oh no, oh no, like no, your life's over. You can't go out until that's done. And then how you explain to people like where you been for the last couple months? A spa, you know, and then you spa, still got a spa, ha- a spa, <laughs> and then you still have the heal. They still have to heal, and like even if they heal, do they leave more? I don't know. But it's just like I said, this. Well, oh, can I? This ask is you a good something? one. I got to give it Let to the powers that be. This Let is a good one. Let me ask you because yeah. This is now. I haven't actually thought about it this way. I have zero fear of this. Zero. Uh-huh. Um, 
but is part of your fear because uh, the obvious symptoms would probably point to you being a down low brother? Would that That's be part of it? Mm-hmm. That could be part of very more of mine is vanity. Vanity, yeah. And that's why I think it's very effective on this vain society, <laughs> social media picture. Is this coming from the guy whose face I haven't even seen? But okay, right? And this, right it's not the vanity, like I'll be ugly. It's the the stigma that comes with it. Yeah, like yeah. Have you seen these people? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a plague. I mean, it's like a biblical plague kind of no, level. It's, it's not pretty. <laughs> I mean, I saw a video of a flight attendant. Um, and he was, I don't know where he was, but he was not home and he had to stay in a hotel room for three weeks. Uh, one because apparently contagious. And I think two is like, he just didn't want to go out looking it, like that's that. That's my point. Yeah. That's it's the, so cause like, you remember how we were talking about with Ooh, uh, it's a COVID? Lockdown. It's a lockdown. It's a self-imposed that, lockdown. There you go. Yes. And, and, and you will be more willing to lock down if it becomes a 10th a hundredth of what COVID was. Yeah. It's like, I'm staying in. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, right. I need work from home. Uh, <laughs> uh, I need you, DoorDash. You know, now, okay, so uh, the, interesting you bring this up because I mm-hmm. I was going down this path and I, after the, the dump truck and then the pox, I'm like, are you kidding me? This is their next thing. Mm-hmm. And it, they, they haven't used it effectively because this all leads towards climate change is where it has to wind up. That's mm-hmm. where the money is. There's, you know, the pharma guys that had their fun with COVID uh, vaccines. This is it's being used, but I'm not sure it's going to go to the full extent because climate change is a lot more fun. You know, it's a hot day, and then and you tell everyone you start turning people's thermostats off. I mean, come on. So true. And now, what what is happening? is, oh, because of climate change, that's why we have more viruses like monkeypox. You're going to see a lot mm-hmm. of that, I think. That, that's, that's one way it's going to be used. But I don't think, it doesn't feel like another COVID-style uh, terror streak. Mm-hmm. It has to be climate change. That's what they're doing. That's what they shut down Russian gas and oil for. Uh, that's why Europe is, is now in very, I'm laughing, but my daughter's there. And she was paying two hundred dollars, two hundred euros a month for gas and electric. Now they want eight hundred. She doesn't have that kind of money. Who does? Right. I mean, like who who does have a four hundred percent instant increase in, in your energy? That's, I mean, that's just your. That's crazy. So that's where and, they're going, and it's yes, the input. You know, the tipping point is Putin, but it's oh no, we got to get to batteries and solar panels, and we can't do it to kill the world. So when if I told you that the opportunity for a twofer, it, uh, would that interest you? Can I can I pick your interest I'll, on a, t- on a twofer? T- if if you got a twofer, best price, I'm interested. All right, so okay, uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, Here we so go. The, the, the last doctor was saying that you could catch it through respiratory terms. Had you heard that before? Uh, I, th- I think mine have briefly, but then for a moment there, people were talking about masks, I think, but that, that went away. As far as I know, that went away. Okay. That sets it up perfectly for the next one. Confusion over the monkey pox mask guidance. 
The spike in cases comes amid some confusion over CDC mask guidance. The agency appearing to post guidance on its website saying international travelers should wear a mask to protect against monkeypox. That guidance no longer on the CDC's website. Instead, the agency urging travelers to avoid close contact with sick people, contact with dead or live wild animals such as small mammals, avoid eating meat that comes from wild game, or using products that come from wild animals from Africa such as creams, powders, and lotions, and what? avoid contact with contaminated material. We know that you can get it uh, from skin-to-skin contact, particularly if there's an open sore, uh, but you can also get it from the respiratory route. Now, as we mentioned, monkeypox can spread through respiratory systems, but it's different from COVID-19. Monkeypox spreads through large droplets, which don't travel more than a few feet. So it requires prolonged face-to-face contact. Still, as always, officials are urging caution for people traveling, especially internationally. Finally, oh, something that the mask can't stop, and they say no mask. I mean, literally, <laughs> the large drops is the whole purpose for the mask. Yes. And they're like, no, 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 no mask. Yeah, yeah. This, this sounds like a smell like a setup to me, bro. I'm, I'm just I'm with you. No, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way on this. I, I, I just don't know if, it, if it's still going to, if they're going to unfold it and more is coming, or if it was just a, you know, just one that didn't quite work the way they wanted to. Again, I'm waiting for the twofer because if you could if you could move monkeypox into climate change, you're golden. Uh, well, it's not mon- climate change, but it's some other foe that we have. But let's continue on. But I'm just saying that that's just weird. Wear the mask. That will work against large droplets, people spitting on you, that kind of thing. No, I of mean, course. It'd be, it'd be completely justified to say, yeah, use mask. But they did the complete inverse of what you thought they should do. It's like, no, no, take the mask down. It's kind of like the Fauci thing. Oh, you don't need a mask. It want all over or, again. Or they want to make sure that the right people are wearing the mask. True. That's, a, that's another thing. But Or if you know it could spread through droplets, then, you know, let's not use masks so we can get this thing going. I mean, it's taking a little longer than we, we expect to get. We need, we need cases. They could, have, they could have at least pointed out that, yes, a mask will stop someone spitting in your face. They could have pointed yes. that out. Yeah, I agree. But they take it off the, off the table. Yeah. But Why? Why when it actually works ultimately, with the transmission ultimate, mode? Ultimately, the final answer, which will always be the same answer, they want to kill uh-huh. us. They want less of us. I, ultimately, I, you have no, <laughs> you have no gripes out of me on that. Ultimately, uh, that, that's that the answer. That's the final answer. Okay, finally, I misfired on this twice already, but now we get to the high tech rollout of the vaccine from the Joe Biden administration that's going to stop the monkeypox spread. Back here at home tonight, the White House is rolling out its new monkeypox vaccine strategy. This weekend, focusing on LGBTQ plus events, trying to get shots into arms. And health experts are now raising concerns about the potential spread of the virus on college campuses this fall. Here's ABC's Phil Lipoff. I need to ask you, when are these clips from the past week, week and a half, two weeks? What are they more or less? Uh, I would say no longer than a month on the other other than the uh the the you know the truck crash yeah because th- there was a there was a bit of flurry of activity maybe two weeks ago a lot of monkeypox clips i haven't heard mm-hmm. this one though so i like it let me listen to it. okay 
The White House today rolling out a more aggressive effort to quash the monkeypox outbreak targeting large LGBTQ events across the country. Vaccinations today offered at the Pride Festival in Charlotte, North Carolina. The CDC finding that 93% of cases are still among men who reported recent sexual contact with other men. Just over 14,000 Americans have been infected with monkeypox. But there are early signs that new cases are plateauing. A million vaccine doses have been delivered nationwide and starting Monday, one. 1.8 million more doses will be made available where medical professionals are trained in a new method of injection right under the top layer of skin instead of into fatty tissue, a technique that only requires a fifth of the dose, increasing the supply. Jurisdictions are very enthusiastically starting this. I think it's, it's exciting from the perspective of access. Thank you. The vaccine manufacturer Bavarian Nordic is raising some concerns tonight about this newer type of injection, citing lack of data, sending a letter to the FDA saying this newer method could increase reaction. The FDA says the reaction should be manageable and that both types of injections should create the same level of protection against the virus. Hmm. Have you heard this? No. Now, it's a lot in that clip. That clip was so packed full of information. What is this about? Where you want to start? You, you, pick, you pick it. New vaccine. Was, new kind of vaccine. No, it's no it's new kind of vaccine. It's the new delivery method. What they say is we could take one dose, make it five doses, and just shoot it right up under the skin and not into the fatty oh, tissue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was to spread it out. That's right. Which seems, which seems like a com- complete violation of the whole idea of shooting it into the, uh, into the muscle and not under the skin into whatever. But how do you make one dose into five doses? And they did this with COVID. Oh, we realized we can get three doses out of the yeah, vial instead yeah, of two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now You're it's right. five You're out right. of one. You're right. and, and, they, and do you charge us a full dose? And when I say us, the taxpayer, that's who probably paying for it. Are you charging us now oh, no, for no, five doses oh, instead no, of one? Oh, good point. Uh, it could be a side hustle. Yeah, remember, remember when the COVID vaccine has to be shipped to minus 3000 degrees, very special refrigerators. And then after a couple of months, like guys carrying around the Yeti cooler, here's my vaccine. I was like, come on. I heard, uh, what's Dr. McCullough? Peter. And you, you you took me here, so I, I mean, yeah. I heard Doctor McCullough on Infowars, mm-hmm. oh, and recently, he was saying yeah. the fat. Yeah, did you hear that? No, did you no, hear no. That? I, uh-huh. I saw he was on. I haven't watched it. Oh, he. I don't not to spoil it. You know what I'm saying? But I had to tell you what he said. The fact that they let it expire, not using. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it super cold, like they originally said, mm-hmm. may have saved lives <laughs> because that's fantastic. It expiring. You know what I'm saying? Actually made it you no know, weaker, weaker, or you know what I'm saying? Not even have an effect at all. So, man, what did McCull- I always had that same question? <laughs> you you got to spoil it for me. What did McCullough say? They said we're all going to die from this thing. What was his bottom line? No, he was just saying that. I mean, bio weapon. Yeah. Uh, it, this is by design. It's not an accident. Right. But I just took away from it, like, okay, maybe they knew that if they gave it to you fresh, farm fresh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? From the freezer. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was inspiring people too fast. Right. So it was like, you know what? You know, let's give them a weakened and a less dose because we're on this vaccine train now. So we have to keep it going. Right. But right. 
how can we protect people from the product? And the other thing is weird in this last clip was the company's not on board. The company's contacting the FDA. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any history of doing this oh, yeah. new technique oh, yeah. and shooting no, it right have, up under the skin yeah, no and idea. stepping on it. Yeah, I know. And it's and it's some like Scandinavian company. These are drug dealers. This is what drug dealers do. They take a key of cocaine and cut it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and make the most out of, you know, stretch as far as they can. I'm with you. Of course, they're drug dealers. Literal drug dealers, legal drug dealers. Uh, I just don't understand <laughs> why people jump on this. I mean, I, I saw the lines. Oh, I'm standing in line for my monkeypox uh, vaccine. I know, I know young women who hang out with gay guys, all getting, mm-hmm. oh, I, you know, I hang out with these gay guys, so I got to get a monkeypox vaccine. Because of the van- vanity plays a huge, I don't think it's death. I don't think the approach is death. I think we desensitized to death, really. Yeah. Um, we talked about that after the with the uh with the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. Remember, like after they came out of it, the kids was like, "Man, you know, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die." I don't right. think death is a good motivator now. <laughs> now, because I think people are now, callous. Now you just look like shit on Zoom. Yeah, I got you. That's yeah. th- that's enough. <laughs> that's way more effective. Whoa! I can't and you have can that. catch it twice. Yeah, you were saying like like whenever they can make you catch it twice. So now it's like, oh, I got to stay up right. with my monkey pot shots. Right, right, right. Stay up to date. <laughs> got to be up to date. Up to date. That's, that's it, I, I'm, I said this word more than I wanted to, but I think vanity plays a huge role I in this being it. effective. Yeah. And you hear the number of cases. I think they said 18,000 now. It's like, how is this spreading so fast? And I, I'm not discounting it because I'm still as, a, as an open option that may be due to compromise immune systems due to the original shot. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but I had to introduce this piece of information. And now we got to revisit. Let's go back and remember what we talked about on the infections, operation infections of Planning news stories to be used later, right? Yeah. This is where we're going. This is what you get your two for four right here. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. N- number 38. I'm going to read the whole title. Did Russia consider using monkeypox as a bioweapon after the collapse of the Soviet Union? Now comes a new report which claims that Russia had looked at the possibility of using monkeypox as a biological weapon in the early 1990s. This was right at the end of the Cold War when the Soviet Union had just collapsed. On Crux Decode, how real is this report? How real is this possibility that the Soviet Union was using monkeypox as a biological weapon? Dr. Ali Beck says, and I quote, So we developed a special program to determine what model viruses could be used instead of smallpox. We tested vaccinia virus, mousepox virus, rabbitpox and monkeypox virus as models for smallpox. The idea was that all research and development work would be conducted using these model viruses. Once we obtained a set of positive results, it would take just two weeks to conduct the same manipulation with smallpox virus and to stockpile the warfare agent. We would have in our arsenal a genetically altered smallpox virus that could replace the previous one, unquote. Now, the Russian Ministry of Defense 
decided to continue working with the monkeypox to create what he calls future biological weapons after the collapse of the USSR. He was previously brought before a United States congressional hearing where Dr. Ali Beck said that he is convinced that Russia's biological weapons program had never been completely dismantled. How hard was it for you not to talk about that for the past two hours, two and a half hours? How, how hard was that specifically? It's a struggle. You know... It, uh, so here's where my mind went. I'll just tell you where my uh, mind I, I, went I, I right away. You, yeah, yes, please. That's exactly what I want to hear. So my mind went, you know, that shit kicked off in Ukraine. We got all those bio labs, our bio mm-hmm. labs. You know, there's people in and out. And then a couple months later, there's monkeypox. Now with this information, I'm starting to put some dots together on that. And that's why this is why... I, this show, it, you can't, it's, it's unmatched. And that's not a, from a vague. No, I'm just saying because we go, we're we're on the same rabbit holes, but for such different angles. Yeah. That when we come and sit down and talk about it, it's like you fill in some gaps that I had, I fill in some gaps that you had, and then we come out with a, you know, a closer picture to the truth. You know, it's the exercise of paying attention to everything. Here's another here's another thing. When did Victoria yeah so Victoria Newland admitted to the Department of Defense Biolabs in Ukraine in March. And I think the first monkeypox in the US was May. <laughs> so we've got uh-huh. Ukraine war, end of January, February, uh March. Yeah, we got some biolabs, May monkeypox, and now um, in September, I hear that the Russians kind of dig this as a as so maybe there was still some monkeypox in there, but those biolabs in Ukraine, who knows? That's what Doctor Kenneth Ken Al- Alabek is saying, and this guy's a huge douchebag <laughs> uh, because he's one of those people that was the you know the ma- weapons of mass destruction, bio oh, yeah. weapons doing yeah. the whole Middle East thing, mm-hmm. anthrax. So he's been mm-hmm. yeah. So he's been brought before the, uh, you know, uh, said what it says he's testified several times before U.S. Congress and other governments on biotechnology use. In the lead up to the war between U.S. and Iraq, he testified before Congress without direct knowledge or evidence that attempts to wipe out Iraqi's bio weapons capability were uh, probably not uh, were probably not successful. So he'll say anything, right? But I'm just saying. Well, Go that, back to well, that, the operation. That only makes it more likely if this is one of those guys who'll say anything. Right. So they buried the story if we look at it through the same lens as the Operation Infection. You have this report that this guy is referencing of Russia, you know, always been open to using monkeypox. You know what I'm saying? It's their choice. <laughs> it's their choice bioweapon now. Yeah. And, and now well, this is your twofer. And we already got a beef with Russia. Man, that's pretty good, Mo. That's pretty good. I like it. It's so good. it's a lot of different ways I can go with it, but I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Now we got to go to how do you get it to the masses? You know, this is where this is where it really scares me. And you've heard these clips before. This is a self-made supercut of you know three reports I've heard about monkeypox in the wastewater. 
We'll uh, talk to you in a little bit with monkeypox cases on the rise in Georgia and COVID numbers back up. Fulton County is taking a proactive approach to tracking cases by testing wastewater. CBS 46's Madeline Montgomery is live from Fulton County's Camp Creek Wastewater Facility with how that process works and how it'll inform decisions made by county leaders. Just like with COVID, health officials across the Bay Area are using wastewater to determine the true number of monkeypox cases. KPIX 5 reporter Max Darrow takes a look at the importance of this kind of preemptive surveillance. Similar to the COVID sewage surveillance that began a year ago. It's pretty exciting to see the demonstration of pivoting wastewater monitoring for these other viral threats in a way that's really timely and useful for our communities right now. The same sample and process being used to detect COVID in wastewater is being used to detect monkeypox. But monkeypox is a new um, emerging viral threat in our communities, and it's also shed in bodily fluids. Um, so it ends up in the wastewater. Okay. So here's a pro tip. Don't drink from your okay. toilet. Don't drink from the toilet. It's a bad idea. Uh-huh. Um, but this is, this, and I saw this happening with COVID. It's not a new technique. You can, you can narrow down to a block or an apartment, maybe mm. uh, a floor, but this will, this will be used for <clears throat> self-imposed lockdowns of many sorts. Oh, there's polio on your floor. Lockdown. And you'd be like, shit, there's polio here. Let's lock down. And, and before the Russian clip, I found that I was like, this is complete BS. You know, I, finding small pot. How, how? Houseway. I mean, like, seriously, how do you how do you find where? I mean, like, I, I just it just doesn't make sense to me. But it leads to the point of. Is there actual monkeypox in the water supply? I'm not poo-pooing the fact that it's in there. I'm just saying, but how can they tell where, like you said, from where it's flowing from? Well, well, now, now and that's why I was, bo- well, I thought it was bogus from no, my perspective. Like, no, it's, ah. it's wastewater, so not the water supply, but of course, you know, I mean, it, you know what else you is in. You said what? It's, it's not the water supply, it's the wastewater. But you know what else is in wastewater? Right. It's like cocaine, you know, COVID, uh, polio. I mean, there's prescription all prescription pills. But, That's a big. <laughs> that was a big a lot, one for a long a time. A lot of uh, Lexapro, <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. Of Adderall. I mean, uh, and then you know, and then of course the in the actual water supply that we drink is a whole bunch of other things. Um, but this is a surveillance technique they've been talking about throughout COVID. We heard it two years ago. Oh, we can t- detect it everywhere. Eh. Uh, I, I, if anything, it's. All of this to me is just noise, information, fear mongering, making you afraid. And I think it's working. Here's where my brain went to. And like I said, this is just my just my observation of it made me think. It made me stop and think for a minute. Not that I believe this could happen, but if uh monkeypox is in the water supply, I mean not the water supply, but in the sewage. Mm-hmm. You know, in in a sewage. What else is in sewage? Crocodiles, rats. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and oh man. And what's the number one way of spreading? What they said the number one carrier animal rats. was is rats. Rats. So if you get small, I, mean, I keep saying small monkeypox in the New York sewage supply, and all of those rats. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> I lived in. Uh, New York City in Hell's Kitchen in the 80s. 
mm-hmm. where you literally saw rats um, as big as chihuahuas. Yes, I agree. D.C., Baltimore, they, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I can, I, mean, I Colum- can Columbus yeah. Circle, right? Columbus Circle. This is now. This is before that all got built up. You see, Columbus Circle today is not all like back in the mm-hmm. May, the Mayflower Hotel days. These rats, man, they climb up twenty stories, no problem. They- Big Chilligan Island rats. You know what I'm saying? They ain't no puppy. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now that, that said, I never had one in my apartment. I've seen plenty of them down on the street. Uh, we, we no, no one ever talked about, of course, people talked about, they spread disease, but we didn't have any specific ones to talk about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is interesting. I like monkeypox <laughs> from monkeypox from a rat. No, it doesn't get any and, better than that. And guess what? You said they can climb up 30 Build, I mean, 30 feet buildings. They also can climb up through your toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Mo, I think you should look in your toilet every single time you go. <laughs> That's a good, I always do. It's a, it's a good policy regardless. <laughs> and we got scorpions that can pop out. You know, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, hey, there's stuff going on here I don't want bitten. Well, people might think it's a myth. That to- uh, rats can go- get in through your toilet? Well, here's a report for the National Geographic, number 40. It's an urban dweller's worst nightmare. A rat in the toilet. It's scary, but it does happen. Good afternoon. You reach rodent Washington, D.C.'s rodent control receives a couple of complaints each year. You have a rat in your toilet? How does this ultimate rat invasion actually occur? First, it could easily sneak into grates or manhole covers open to the street. Residential sewer pipes feed into the main tunnel. A rat might consider this path an irresistible opportunity for exploration. Its sharp claws allow the rat to scale almost any vertical surface. The rat is in the home's internal pipes, going up. Now it faces the biggest test, getting through the last few feet of the narrow, maze-like toilet pipes. Is this even possible? The underwater passage leaves no room for error. At a turn, the rat finds a pocket of air, just enough to help it push on to the end of the line. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they can do it. You don't need no history channel. I could have told you. They can do it. They Russian get... rats. <laughs> Courtesy of Vladimir. <laughs> Russian rats <laughs> with monkey pox. Oh, man. Well, you're not... I mean, I, I know you're affected a little bit, but you're not really like... You're not looking over your shoulder for a rat to bite you or, uh, or some down low brother to attack you, are you? You're not... Seriously, are too afraid of everything. No, no. What I'm saying is, if you, if you start to change your habits, it affects you. Yes. And with COVID, I was kind of like, I wore a mask at first more because the wife was on my butt about it. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, eh, I didn't turn back around and go get a mask if I didn't have one to go to the 7 Eleven. But definitely with the public bathrooms, things of that nature, I have changed how I moved. And I just, I mean, I wanted to share that with people that 
Uh, we, you could we, be the most <laughs> rational person in the world, but, you know. Uh, well, we appreciate you sharing. I personally have never been a, a person for public restrooms. It's not, I, I'm not a fan at all, at all, at all. No, me either. But I'm just saying that. Uh, I mean, it would be the last option. I mean, like the total last option, but I am being proactive now, uh, making sure, uh, (laughs) making sure, uh, I don't have, I don't have that need. It's like, nah. And here we were, here we were all these decades thinking, man, we need, we need AR-15s. We need lots of ammo. We need thousands of rounds. And Vladimir is going to come in here and get us with a rat. With a rat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you mo this was entertaining I, I i didn't expect this type of potluck it's good i like how you give me the twofer at the end that's really good i uh, might have well, to hey, use man, some of these clips this is good you can you, you can you can link a a a pandemic with putin i mean that's, a, that's, that's pretty a, good that's pretty good pretty good <laughs> oh, man, man. Uh, let's not wait so long for our next show of course not of course not uh we'll be back on a more frequent basis Yes. Uh, and with that said, as I always say, pay attention to everything and the truth will reveal itself. It might come in the form of a rat, but it will reveal itself. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right. Talk to you later, Adam. Remember, everybody, MoFacts.com. We'll see you soon. Thank you.